you who are about to experience the corpse cast, we would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting, keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. everybody and welcome to episode 58 of the corpse cast i'm mike and folks let me tell you something it's been a couple of weeks since we've put an episode out yeah and i my eyes my eyes need to look upon beauty all, as much as it can okay that's what i'm saying and it, it, it's been missing that beauty but right now it's feeling satiated shane how are you doing my man i'm good yeah you're yeah. good yeah. yeah well what you been up to man it's been a little while all sorts of things, yep. fun things, yep. and just fun things, a lot of fun things that I do. Well, well, good. I mean, that sounds like you've been having a lot of fun, I guess, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. just a lot of fun things going on. <laughs> what have you been doing? Well, I've been sick, but, uh, you know, yeah. but other than that, normal. I want to thank you for not bringing that over. Oh, dude. Because we went and did the video thing. Yeah, we did it Wednesday. Yeah, Friday night is when the shit hit the fan. Yeah. So dude, I got, I got the flu, and then I got... Uh, as a, uh, it's kind of a, hey, how you doing there? I got this strep throat. Yeah. So it's like, I'm finally over all that, and I needed some time. And whatever. I'm glad I could avoid that completely. Well, so. I'll bet, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you're welcome, I guess. That's it's... one thing about the old Diablo clan is we've got a great immune system. Yeah? We do. Well, I mean, then I could have come over. What, what are you worried about? Well, we don't want to test those waters, oh, okay. though, right? All right? Well, we I wanna, guess. We want to keep it. I don't know. Uh, Here you are talking like you're big, tough shit. You know well, I mean? Maybe you, if you want to. Drink more toilet water. That's what I say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll build your immune system to unbelievable heights. Oh, really? You'll be really? excited by that. Well, that's a freaking good idea, then. I'm going to go ahead and, and take your word for that. Dude, you know what one thing that happens when we don't record for a week? Mm-mm. We get backed up. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Oh, yeah. Okay. This episode, um, well, just so you know, we're going to be talking about uh, a, a, a band today from Northern Ireland. Did you know they were from Northern Ireland? I did not know they were from Northern they Ireland. They are from Northern Ireland. It's a band called Therapy? Yeah. Therapy? Therapy? Question mark. Yeah. Therapy? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. Uh, you know what? Big, uh, they're still- Therapy? Around. No, it's not therapy. It's therapy? Therapy? Because therapy would think, think more is of like an explanation point. Is this a band that uh, Brian Higgins approved? Or You know what's so funny is I've liked, I've liked uh, therapy for a long time. Therapy? For a long time. And I never knew that they were from uh, Northern Ireland until we just started, until we did the, you know, some research for the show. No clue. And their, their, uh, their vocal would not lead you to believe that they were from. No, I, I mean, they, they fit right in there. I mean, this was a band that was a high school Mike, high school Mike band. 2000. Well, 2000 Mike. No, this 19... is like 90... Oh, yeah, when I graduated high school, I wish it was 2000. 1998. No, this one came out in 90... What? What? Come on, right now, th- this album came out in 94, which is the year, yeah, I, but you which did... is the year I graduated. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. All so right. I got you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the 
I'm on that tip. You're on that tip. But they had, you know, they had stuff before this and whatnot. But no, we're talking about that. And then we're going to be talking about a movie that I cannot believe I've never seen, man. In fact, it's kind of a travesty that I've never seen it till yeah. today or yeah. till you know, a couple weeks ago for the show. Uh, a movie called Beyond the Darkness, uh, uh, directed by our friend Joe D'Amato. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be talking about more. Uh, we'll t- be talking more about him in a minute. But uh, I got a lot of shit to talk about. C- should we just get right into it, or, or, oh. or do you want to welcome the folks back somehow? I mean, do well, you have anything well, for welcome us? Welcome everyone. It's been two weeks, and welcome back, and welcome. Uh, uh, well, you know, now they feel good about themselves. They do. They feel good. Um, you know what made me feel good? Hmm. Where, I, where are we talking? I can't remember. If, I can't remember how this came up. I did when I wrote the notes for the show because I thought we were going to go last Friday. But uh, remember a little band called the Ghosties Morphine that we did on the. Uh, the good old uh, video show that we just uh, it actually I think we that's the that's the episode that we put out for the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the, it is. So if you want to go check out the video show, if you go to uh, corpsecollective.com and click on the videos link up top, uh, you can see our you can see our video uh, our video episode. I can't remember which one it was. I don't I, I don't it's, know. Uh, Legosi's morphine and maniac. Yeah, right. So which I think it was fourteen. Yeah. Which I yeah. Well, maybe it was a fourteen. I don't know. But anyway, um, so I think we were talking about how they were they were done. They were gone. Right. That was it. But guess what? They're back. Mark, your man, my mm-hmm. man, Mark Dickinson. Marquis de Marquis de Blood. De Bloods. Yeah. yeah, dude. He uh he hit me up on the on the Facebook message. He's like, Hey dude, first of all, quit talking shit about our band. Oh, okay. oh, he he gave you that. No, he didn't give me that at all. Uh, no, but he but he did uh, he did say, hey, we're they're thinking about or they're getting back together. They're they're starting to write new stuff, and, and you know they're getting all that together. Um, actually, I want to I want to write some or read something for you, okay? Okay. Um, and this is from him, and I'm just going to read it straight up. Okay, read okay. it. Hey, boils and ghouls, just an update for those of you who may have thought that Lugosi's morphine was dead and buried for good. DF, Slug, and Tim have been writing and recording demos for the past month or so in preparation for the next Legosi album. Mm. So they're coming back out. I'm pretty stoked about it. I just wanted to mention that. And, uh, you know, basically they're, they're, they're also going to be playing in New Jersey, uh, Ghoul's Night Out. I yeah. knew a band that was going to play in that, but it's probably not going to anymore. We're going to have to take the deuce on that. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, so I'm just stoked, man. He, he told me about that. I'm stoked. I would go check out Legosi's Morphine on Facebook. Go check out some of their songs. And, and they uh, got their official website up, so you can go look there. But, you know, Facebook is always the best place to yeah. get the up-to-date well, information. Plus, that's, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of get a flavor of who they are. Yeah. You know, that's where I learn everybody's an asshole on and you can, and, Oh, true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I just wanted to mention that I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about because uh, ever since we did it, I mean I don't I don't remember if you remember uh, us talking about it, but I'm like you know this is probably a band that I don't I mean that 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 isn't they they're not they don't get, they get no radio play no there's no way for me to really know first of all know who they are second of all to uh, find out that that they're any good and stand above the rest. Right, you know, so I feel pretty thankful that you that you chose them for the video show. Yeah, but now they keep going, so I'm pretty stoked about it, man. I, I am too. It's to always it's it. always good to hear the old old hood rats from the old hood are still going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're from your hood. I mean, I'm still brand new to them. I mean, the horror punk hood. That well, yeah, you you guys are the kings of that, though, right? Close. You're at least the we're doormen. the Darth Vader's. You're the doorman. Yes, we're the Darth Vader's of horror punk. Ooh. You, you know what it means to be the Darth Vader of a dark kind of music? What? Double evil. Oh, yeah. So there you go. All right. I I'll, just, take, I, I'll take double evil every time. Double evil all the way across the sky. Oh. Do you even know what I'm doing? Uh-uh. 
anyway, uh, okay. Want to talk about a couple more things? It's, like I said, it's been a couple weeks. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rattle these off. Okay, rattle. Um, we got a Tumblr page. You know, oh, we, yeah, we've yeah. had it for a long time. If you go to corpsecollective.com and click on the in the left margin, you'll see a Tumblr icon. Dude, I'm gonna start keeping track of you know taking more pictures of you know stuff that we're doing here. Uh, I put uh, you know you're not gonna see pictures of like my kids' soccer games or anything like that. It's all gonna be because Mike B does not have one. Like I said, I'm right. going to this again. It's gonna be all about the corpse cast and stuff. I just put up like 20 pictures mm-hmm. uh, about us filming on Wednesday. Uh, you know our whole video show with B yeah. Tow Truck and in Burt's. and I and just so you guys know, there's three little treats on there for you. Oh yeah. I there's two naked lady pictures in Burt's. I took pictures of it and I put it on there. Yeah. And the other one's you peeing. And the other one's me peeing. And yeah. you see my stream. It's glorious and it's clear. Do you yeah. see that? I feel like I, I feel like I look pretty healthy. It's clear compared to the filthy toilet you're pissing in. Oh yeah. Anything I guess that's a good is point. clear if it's Did, next have you to seen that, that did you see that picture? Yeah, or I, or? Saw oh, yeah. That. You saw, I saw well, I saw the link. Oh. So I went there and I saw you talking about pee pee. Yeah. Did you see my stream? That's so my pee-pee. I, I clicked through all the mess and went, oh, there it is. There's my pee-pee. And I was like, that's a filthy goddamn toilet. Well, it, with but you know what? I was I was christening it with my beautiful year. I go outside and squat. I won't even go in there. <laughs> it's a pretty gnarly place. Anyways, go check that. I'm going to try to keep that interesting and whatever. Um, yeah, speaking of that, we did episode 15 of the Corpse Collective video podcast. should be posted this weekend. Yeah. So go check that out. Uh, man, we filmed 24 and 25 Wednesday. Yeah. So, I mean, we're 10 ahead, and I haven't even edited anything from 16 on, so i got to get my ass in gear. Yeah. Doing and then, that. Uh, what, two weeks from now, we do 26, 27. Yep. And then yep. we're going to kind of see where it goes from there for a while. But, uh, no, man, I'm pretty stoked. Cu- yeah. couple things. couple more things. I'm almost done. Uh, I wanted to mention one thing, people. Uh, remember how last episode I'm like, hey, uh, Creeperson's uh, uh, Revenge of Awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. remember that? The Revenge of Awesome And I'm like, hey, Indiegogo. Indie Indie and I'm like, you remember the URL? And I didn't remember the URL, and I'm an asshole. I'm going to read that right now. Uh, Indiegogo.com slash all one word Revenge of Awesome. I feel like I, I owed him that, you yeah. know, to kind of get that right and not be a turd. Get it right. Yeah, so I, so I got it right right there, dude. Get it right the second time. That's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, sometimes it takes me more than once to try. You know what? What are you going to do? That's, that's what, fine. That's what you're going you to have to do. You, wrote, you write the wrongs, I, and that's what I ridded the wrongness. You ridded the wrongness. Yes, so absolutely, dude. Um, dude, I bought our uh, Alice Cooper and Marilyn Manson uh, tickets <sighs> yesterday. I'm so excited, dude. I'm just I am saying, so man, that Alice Cooper... I am a huge fan of Alice Cooper. And I'm not talking just like classic Alice Cooper. I'm talking, remember like even Hey Stupid and uh, uh, in in The Last Temptation and all that and all those like middle albums and stuff like that. Raise Your Fist and Yell will be a classic album for me for always. Trash. Yeah. I love Trash. I do love Trash. And and what was it? House House on Fire. Wasn't that on Uh Trash? Yeah. I'm not sure. House on. What was it? Anyway, shit. Maybe yeah. I'm not as, but but I'll be honest with you, man. I am stoked as shit. It's funny because I called up the lady at uh, at my work. They're playing it at a place at an amphitheater that's sponsored by my work, and I'm calling so we get a good deal. I call them up and I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, I want these tickets. And she's like, well, where do you want to sit? I'm like, I want to I want to see his wrinkles, man. Yeah, and she I want to be down there. And, in she, the and front. she goes, whose wrinkles? I said, well, 
You're right. I could either be talking about uh, Alice Cooper's face, but I could be talking about Marilyn Manson's ass. And I'm true. In this, that. I'm talking about. Uh, I happen to be talking about Alice Cooper's face. So. True that. Let's I mean, I would have liked to have seen Marilyn Manson in his super angry, uh, you know, y- you know, right. youthful style. Yeah, I, I didn't see him. I've never seen. No, him. No, I, I saw him before he was like, before he was like a superstar. But but Alice Cooper. Old, young, everything, fantastic. I cannot wait to set my eyes on it. I can't wait to see that man. I might even take my shirt off and say, I'm coming up to see you, Alice. That's going to be hot. That's why I'm going. That's why I'm paying the 66 bucks. And we might might end up in the mosh pit area, and I'm prepared to deal with people. Dude, I am am willing. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to kind of blaze a trail right to the front. Oh, dude. I don't know if you know anything about me, but me and my buddy Troy... We moshed the shit out of Creator. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so right. that's anything right. that Alice can dish up, uh-huh. we, I can take. I'll make sure not to. I'll make sure to wear my uh, my super my super sticky contact lenses so they don't get like knocked out. Mm. And I'll just be knocking ass. It's a firecracker down. up in that house. Well, it's gonna be fun, man. I'm stoked about it. Yeah. But no, that's. Um, I actually didn't even. I would just. Got, I just got stoked to talk about that. But um, you know, other than that, I mean, I'm. This is. I mean, I don't. I don't go to a lot of concerts, and the concerts I do go to, um, you know, I get really excited about because the last I concert to, I was at Iron Maidens. Last concert well, I was at was freaking Maiden, uh, yeah. Die Monster Die. And I yeah. still have blood on my shoes for that. I guess I was at that too. Yeah, but, you you uh, were at that. Yes, you were. I was in pure rock mode. You I were, like, dude. Don't yeah, talk you to me, glorious. people. I am tired of your. I'd shit. be like, hey, Shane, what's going on? He would whisper something to his handler. His handler would look at me and say, "Mr. Diablo would appreciate it if you waited till the signing time." Yeah, the, wait till the, the the signing time. Yeah, and uh, he's getting quote unquote in the rocking mode right now. So let's please respect his wishes. And that's yeah. and that's what that's all about, right? That's how I deal with the fans. No, well, my, I understand. You're a big rock star. I get it. Yeah, a hole. I mean, what? Okay. Anyway, dude. Uh, so, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. We haven't done this show. So let me remind people what the question of the episode was. Okay, mm-hmm. this was one from Johnny T from the UK, and he didn't even call in. What a douchebag! <sighs> Can you believe that? that I just thought about that. that. I didn't. Piece of puck a pie. He's a limey bastard. Yeah. Is it? Do they say? Do they say bastard? There is that. Is that a big thing? Yeah, I think is that, that a big insult? To. All right. Well, uh, he's a he's a cunting dalta. How's oh, yeah, that? That's all right. Is that okay? Uh, okay. So basically, here was his question: uh, What horror movie has never had a sequel, but you think deserves one? Um, that's the question of the episode. Why don't we get into some voicemails? Good, dude. Alan called in. In and out, sweet burger tater pie. Hi, right, Shane. How's it going? Uh, question episode. What movie would I like to see a sequel to? Monster mm. Squad. Oh, yeah, I just watched Loved that. that movie. Hell, they could do a sequel now with the original actors. Actually, it would be really cool to see them come back as, like, older dudes and have to do something. Would they still be in that monster uh, club? That might be a little yeah, that's weird. that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. No, that's good, though, dude. That's a good one. In and out. You seen it? Have you seen Monster Squad? I've never seen it, no. Oh, really? It's a good, it's a kid's movie. I mean, it's like a kid. It's kind of like Goonies where kids say shit and GD and all this stuff. And, yeah. And whatever. You know, You know. good in the day. In fact, I watched it with, with uh, my nine-year-old uh, this last week when I was six, staying home from work and stuff. Mm. Yeah, we threw that on. Oh, I've never seen there it. There you go. It's good. I mean, it's uh, it, as far as like kid horror movies are concerned, it, it's like... Uh, uh, necessary watching i guess but you know whatever there you go good answer alan called back in apparently he remembered something mm. 
Mikey Shane, what's up? This is Alan. I remembered what the hell else I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, first, shout out to her, my Gersh. He's a good dude. Second, <laughs> He's the Gersher. Oingo Boingo. Don't Gersh over the Gersh. I'm still not sure how I feel about him. It was uh, interesting, you know, they didn't make me want to punch a baby like Dead by April. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to keep listening to him. Uh, I really dig the fact y'all do more than a minute of Mike's Minute because it actually lets me hear more than the samples on uh, right. fucking Amazon, whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, he said, Oingo Boingo, still not sure how I feel about him. Uh, y'all have a good one. Dude, let me ask you something. Let it soak in, baby. Yeah. I, let it soak in. Now, okay, so we listened to Dead by April, okay? Yeah. Are you worried about Alan at all that uh, he actually wanted to punch a baby? The time that we did Dead by April, and uh, are you a little bit worried that maybe the, a baby got punched because of us? Okay, I'm going to answer both of those, and I'm going to say all right, all right, all right. no. No, I'm not worried about Alan punching babies. Okay. Oh, really? You seem to you seem to have a lot of faith in Alan. And though. no, I don't think anyone heard whatever the hell that was and <sighs> punched uh, babies because of it. He just to wanted show. to. Is that still? Is that still worry you that we gave him that kind? I hope nobody wants. I. I mean, I would hope that nobody wants to punch a baby because of our show. Because what if? What if he's like walking if down the, the street? The baby has it coming. Okay. Well, didn't, if the baby has it, if the coming. baby has it coming, there's nothing hell, heaven or earth can can do about it, right? It's so just nothing. the way it is. If just the baby's got it. got it coming, bang! Hit Dude, it. guess who called in? Who? B Tow. Hello, oh, God. How are you? Hey, uh, fucking heading in for the week. Day's fucking over with. Uh-huh. I'm going to call you guys before I fucking can get home and get high and space it off. Yeah, we're glad. The girls are going Yeah, right down the fucking things here. Um, you guys got in that little fucking back and forth about the exorcism. Yep, I'm right. And I think I'm with Shane. Nope, you're wrong. Ding. Nope. I mean, nope. You got old bitty nation would flip the fuck out. You know, I mean, hell. Just look at what old bitty nation was in, worse uh, in the eighties and seventies than it was now. In the tent on the hill, there were theaters everywhere that just flat out refused to show that. Yeah, but movie. that's Larry H. Miller so in Utah. Like that's the not overall. The state of Utah just fucking seized. That's up Utah that. though. That's not the rest of the nation. She does what to herself with a what? <laughs> That was pretty funny. That sounded funny, but I'm sorry. I still disagree with um, Not uh, Boingo, Boingo. Fucking pretty good choice, man. I, I like that album. You know, uh, I, think, I think me and the old Johnny Krug, I think we have a lot of the same taste in music. We like some really weird I think you shit. just want to get in Johnny Krug's pants. And so, you know, Boingo, Boingo is the mainstream of the weird shit fucking genre. Um, I will have to agree that I think Only a Lad was a better album. Yeah. Only because, in my opinion, only a lad the best fucking song ever. We really good There's a very long story involved in why I got into like digging Boingo. I didn't even really dig on Oingo Boingo until like the mid '90s. And there's there's an interesting With story insanity. about that. Uh, it'll all be in my book one of these days. Shit, you, you could write. Does that mean I'm sorry, Beto? Uh, I know you can write. I'm just teasing you. Fucking went three, three and three on the quiz. Oh, the tough I one. Not too which, bad. Which one All was right. that? Three and three. What was? I can't even remember. It's been so long. Said three and three. It was that the hell. It was like the hell in the title. Read them because I'm driving. Oh, yeah. It sucked so, that one. 
the question of the episode. A movie that did not have a sequel that should have. Boy, there's, that's a tough one. I can think of a lot of movie sequels that never should have existed. Yeah, but that's an easy one. But we don't do it easy here on the Corpse Cast. What's done is done. <laughs> However, I'm going to go with um, Behind the Mask. Oh, yeah, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Did there? They I mean, were it's the going rise. to make one of those. I don't Why know what the status is, but they're going to make next, one of those. Man, we'd be fucking hanging over oh, here. It's such a great badass uh, movie, dude. I love that movie too. God damn, it's like it's like a training manual. When, when you guys find out that I'm the next great fucking slasher, you'll know. He's where about to get GP'd, dude. But let me tell you something. The fact that he said that disturbs me just a little bit. B training manual. B tow truck having a slasher training manual. Yeah, that that's a little bit disturbing. Way to go, makers of that movie. The blood will be on your hands. He called back though. Holy fuck! I thought I was gonna get it in there. I really thought I had under three minutes, but I got fucking GP'd. Yes, you what did. are you gonna do? Anyway, um, yeah. So, like I was saying, you know, when when the next great fucking serial killer comes along, and you guys don't know what the fuck happened to me, you'll know. I fucking I'm, this I'm town could use a good serial killer. This I've town, said that for especially, a while. agreed. But, yeah. Said that for a while. I mean, Ted Bundy's been what really thirty years. I, I know there's. He went to the U, you know. On my list, and I'm just too sober to really grasp it right now. <laughs> Missed you guys Wednesday. I yeah. really did. But I made sure that he I... He must have called in before really, uh, really, really before last Wednesday because we got we got all so these hugs out. You know, we got all our hugging and, uh, and squeezing out. Die Monster Die cranked up to 11 in my earbuds so that I could blow out my other eardrum because honestly, I think I fucking totally ruptured one of that show on the second because... My hearing has not been the same. Since. Beat Tow Truck doesn't have a lot of like awesome show a lot of care so for his own body. He like just lets it go. Fucking little invention called Q tips. Family reunion. I liked it. Uh, we should do that more often for damn sure. You're here. Anyway, until Wednesday when I see you guys and I can tickle your balls and give you the nice loving. All I'm saying is he didn't tickle my balls. I will. I'm a little uh, disappointed. Let it all fucking hang out. And I will talk to you later. Well, there you go. Dude, be towed. He's the, he's the tow truck, man. If your hearing is different than what it was before that, yeah. I would first suggest, you know, scientifically, I would first suggest Q-tips. Uh, Just get the yeah. wax out first. Oh, oh. well, Dr. Shane, okay, what's the second thing to the do? The second thing, I would say, if it still does not, uh, you know, <laughs> sound any better, uh-huh. I would say dump. Uh, either Drano or hydrogen peroxide in your ears. 30 minutes Do neither on your of those. side. Do neither of those, B-Tow Truck. And after that, go to the doctor if it doesn't if it doesn't get any better. How can they you. go to the doctor after his brains are mush? But whatever. B-Tow Truck, I love you so much, man. I mean, we were there. We were... We did a couple more video episodes. In the, It's getting warm here, man. I think I'm getting a little Twitter-pated with... Uh, with B toe, because you know it was the first warm day. I just got done being sick, and there's B toe. He's recording our, 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 our video show. And no jackets. Oh, you're in shorts. God. We're like, oh, we're no. back to normal. We're not dealing I'm with this horse shit snow and all no, that crap. Bull crap. You know what? It's so funny because at, at the end of summer, I'm always ready for fall, and I always like the snow in the beginning, but by the end, I'm like, fudge. 
Yeah. Bring on the warmth, man. Anyway, uh, Creep Creeperson called in. Hey, he's not just a one-time, hey, two-time, guys, three-timer. He's a four-time. He's the man. Um, answer to the question, uh, <clears throat> honestly, I just because I just saw uh, Smiley. Uh, oh. As kind of awkwardly and drab that movie was, I think it's set up for a really fun sequel. Oh, yeah. I think if... You said that on your show. It's, if they do it right, like, the sequel to that could be so much better than the first thing. So I just watched it, so it kind of put it in my head. And um, just another bit, like, I'm not 100% on this, but um, I don't think The Exorcist that we've been watching on DVD um, is that the actual release that was oh. out in theaters. And she might have said, like, fuck me, fuck me, all that stuff. But I, I don't know if that was actually a stab in the crotch on camera or anything like that. No, well, I know they've added a lot of scenes since um, DVD and all that. So, um, but maybe I'm totally wrong. I actually have no idea. I was just uh, I have to admit, I've only seen the one you've that. never seen so, for a long time. Uh, that came out in yeah, a long time. Yeah, all right. Ago. Take care, guys. Dude, but I but here's the thing. Let's get back into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this because I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't, I still, oh, man, I still think that they would play Exorcist today. I still, I listen. I don't. I think. Well, I, they they did it in two thousand. That's true. That, that's a good point. The the thing is, is the bit like like uh, what's B- done is done is done. That's B- all I'm saying. B tow is- truck. B tow truck was talking about Biddy Nation now. And maybe it applies for Utah. I don't know. I mean, they didn't play. Uh, he was talking about. I can't remember the name of the movie, but uh, where uh, Donnie Darko and uh, the Joker were gay dudes and they couldn't quit each other and stuff. And Larry H. Miller downtown wouldn't play that movie because he's you know ultra Mormony and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, I, no, I dude, don't know anything about any of that. Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't. First of all, that wasn't Utah wide. Uh, you know that that's kind of like uh, another dude I know that said. Uh, the House of a Thousand Corpses never played in Utah because it was banned, and it was only banned in like Larry H. Miller things. But I won't bring that up because that's a sore subject, you know. Yeah, I don't really. I I saw the movie, so yeah. I I have to. I think Biddy Nation was that. worse in eighties than than uh, than in seventies than it was now. You know, I like, think a lot of the to- a lot of times people don't even bother to look at what they're what they're going to complain about. I agree. They're going to just. Put a rubber stamp on. Well, that's it how that's how it's that always they know been. Know that though, they dude. know that they know. Sad. That's so. how that's. I mean, that's how it was back in the freaking. That's how it's always been. I mean, I mean these. I mean Larry H. Miller banned Marilyn Manson from playing in Salt Lake City, and that's when no. Marilyn, well, he he got banned for playing the Salt Delta Lake City. Center. Well, because I was there when he ripped the Book of Mormon up and stuff. But and, he did did and he, then he say, got banned for a while. He but did but the reason why he came out and ripped that up was because. They said you cannot play. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the. Uh, I don't know what the history is. But basically, I mean, uh, and, and again, that's not Utah. That was just Larry H. Miller uh, that banned him from playing in any any of his establishments. You know, I mean, he wasn't. It's not like. But I mean, Larry H. Miller owns everything in this town. Well, now, so now like, he did. But no, I I totally agree with you. But I mean, but there's a like the but there's a difference Palace, between one is- rich dude not wanting somebody to play in one of his establishments and him being banned. You know, I there there's still a difference. Sure. You know, and but the thing is is I mean maybe I, I think maybe you're right. Maybe that uh the exorcist might be banned in uh Larry you know, even now Greg Miller, Larry H. Miller's son is who runs his empire. Maybe he would say no because he's a power hungry son of a bitch. Pardon me. But 
Um, it know. is what it is. If you got one guy that's super rich that owns the entire town, and that's, they can and say that's Larry H. Miller. It's not going. That to was happen Larry here. H. Miller. But the th- I mean, but the thing is, is that's. But people say banned in Utah, and, but and that's true. Uh, if you say, well, it's banned in any Utah, you know, stadium that's above, you know, that they can hold 20,000 people because the only, the only stadiums that we have here that can hold 20,000 or more people is the Delta center yeah. or energy solutions arena, which Larry Miller owns. And, uh, you know, the Marriott center down at BYU and he's not playing down at BYU. Right. No, but, um, but do you remember the big old fucking stinky no, that went on I with uh, Rage Against the Machine in Spanish Fork? No, I don't thought, remember. Oh my God, the town's going to be destroyed. Life is over. I don't remember. And they that had at all. like triple security and everything else, and it was like they came out, they played the game. What do they, they want to play in in Spanish Fork for? Because who in the hell knows? That, what, but, but that's past Provo, man. I mean, that's like two hours away from Salt Lake. I remember just hearing, "Oh my God, we got to you know double up everything." Oh my God, I wonder if that was down. A, I wonder if that was a ploy by Rage Against the Machine to play in the heart Mm-mm. of Utah. You know Utah Valley. You live in Utah. You know how things are. No, no, no. especially you, Spanish. Not in Fork. Salt Lake City, though. Not in Salt Lake County. In Utah Valley, it's a lot different than it is here. In fact, uh, we have two cities. Like I think American Fork and maybe uh, I can't remember. Maybe it's Pleasant Grove. You can't buy beer on Sundays. You just cannot buy beer on Sundays. Though. I was in Orem just the other day, heading up uh, back to Salt Lake, and there's a great big sign at this one convenience store going, "We sell beer on Sunday." Right. No, well, that's, that's but like, the difference is that's the difference between Utah County and U- and Salt Lake County yeah. where we live. Well, yeah. it could just be that you know, I mean, it's like, well, we've got this thing going on here and here and here. I can't, I still Rage can't imagine the Rage Against the Machine wanting to play in Spanish. Rage Against the Machine. Or, well, I'm just what I'm trying to explain, but you keep talking over me is that wait. maybe <laughs> that they had so many events going on in Salt Lake and Rage was coming through on that date. That Maybe. they went, well, we've got the rodeo house in Spanish Fork, and they went, when's yeah, let's the, When's go. the last time you were in Salt Lake going, man, there was just way too much going on today? Well, just in those big arenas. Cause right, maybe, maybe. Listen, Rage Against I don't know. the Machine, I was, that was like the their big tour where they the were like, But the best they could do hey, is Spanish Fork? Yeah. Well. I would have played at the Sandy Amphitheater before all that shit, but whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see, Darian called in. Oh, the D-Man. Oh, he, oh, God, he's got a problem. Mr. Creeperson, I'm oh. ready for my close-up. Oh, what? Michael. What? Shane. What? This is Darian. Yeah, we know. From the Padded Room podcast. <laughs> uh, you guys were talking about Virginia Madsen last week. Two weeks ago. Check out a movie called Gotham. You're going to love that shit. She plays like a vengeful ghost. She's naked in most of the movie. Ooh, Gotham? she bangs Tommy Lee Jones quite a bit. So yes. Um, as yeah, far as Jones, Pockmark, no way. What movie needs a sequel but never got one? <laughs> there, there was a movie that came out, I think, in 89. It was a uh, quintessential 80s slasher called Dr. Giggles. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I'm surprised yeah, you're, I, I'm surprised I didn't have a sequel. $25 at the time that there would be a Dr. Giggles 2. never happened. I don't know why not. It's good stuff. Anyway, fellas, that's it for me. On the phone, phone. Keep up the good work. Oh, I'll probably man, talk Darian, to you next it's week. So good to hear All from right, you. Love man. you guys. Goodbye. Oh, Take Darian. your sedatives. Why? Why does Darren? Darian? Do Darian's like his sedatives? 
is endorphins from running seven miles, dude. Yeah, he just hit like the 5,000 mile mark or something. A Nike run. It's like, whatever. It's like, man, are you kidding me? If I ever run that hard, I it's going to be running down to, the, down to the free beef jerky house. <laughs> what? I wish those existed, actually. That would, I think that would be wonderful. <laughs> the beef jerky house. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, dude, have you ever seen Dr. Giggles? I haven't. I've heard a lot of. You remember LA Law? Remember LA Law? I remember seeing LA Law with Corbin Burnson? Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember you know that the show. the handicapped dude that uh-huh, was yeah, uh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He Aaron's was, uh, mom. What? Right? Oh, 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 oh yeah, mom. yeah, yeah. You're you're right, dude. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, he played a slasher called Doctor Giggles. Oh. Funny as shit. I think it came out in the early '90s. Man, it was great. It was great. It was. I, it's funny because right then he, that movie came out, and right then the dentist came out. I th- probably right about the same time, which starred Corbin Burnson from L.A. Law, mm-hmm. and so it's like, yeah, L.A. Law's over. Let's do a slasher, and the dentist is amazing as well. I couldn't put Katie that in and movie. Rotten uh, Robos. They talked about the uh, Doctor Giggles and said that it's full of puns and sure, it, no well, it's, blood it's, and it's horrible and oh, it's good, man. It's funny. I yeah, I haven't seen it in fifteen years. It's like, but. mind if I give you a hand with that? He's got a severed arm. Or whatever. It's like, <laughs> oh, you're gonna love it. You yeah. gotta love it. Dude, Jake the Snake called in. Oh, good. Hello, Mike and Shane. It's Jake the Snake. Well, then, for the uh, question of the episode about. Movie I would like to see a sequel to. Um, yeah, I had to look through my uh, movie collection. We did some homework. I came up with a few answers. Uh, one answer uh, I'd like one one movie I'd like to see done have a sequel is My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, that uh, never got one. That never I did. Mean, you know, if you think about why did so much other kind of flesh movies get so many sequels in the 80s but not this that's a good, that's, that's I, a good I question mean, well, why why did prom night get sequels over my bloody valentine well, I mean, hell, prom night, prom night to mary lou slasher and okay what's new mary lou sequels whatever that are much much better than that and i do like most of their sequels but yeah hello mary lou still, i mean too. why why not my bloody valentine i mean could have had axel come back you know with either a bionic arm or, you know. All I'm saying is, is bionic arm that was such a solid slasher. Yeah, I think it deserved another shot, cool. right? Yeah. It didn't shit itself. It didn't end up being Barry shitty. Warden actually come back from the dead. Freaking Jason style, yo. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we're most likely going to get a sequel to the remake. Well, I like the remake. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I like the buck naked chick running around with her shaved direct sequel to the armpits. original Texas Chainsaw after its remake. So. <laughs> yeah, but I won't count on that though. Uh, other one I'd like to see a pizza sequel. I want to see that freaking Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker. That dude. movie come to life and wreak havoc, yo. Uh, another answer. Another movie I'd like to see. Is uh, a much better direct sequel to Sleepaway Camp. I like Sleepaway Camp too. It's cheesy and fun. And two was great. Three was a little off, but I still liked it. Supposed to be the actual direct sequel to Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Four, I never Sleepaway saw Camp. the newer one. Uh, well, three words for that movie: Jurassic. 
I mean, I think I love Super Boy Camp Band. I think it's coming up. I haven't seen that Every new. I still have to watch the new so one. So I'll just take my pop with it. But it just is a better sequel. You know what I'm saying? No. All right. That's all I got to say. That's all, folks. Oh. Oh, Bugs Bunnies. I like that. <laughs> nah, yeah, he, he did that for he us. He is the sweetest little guy he in the is, world. Man. I bet you could give him triple hug and lifts. Oh, dude. I, I would give him triple hug and lifts. I bet you could give him one of those lift-ups, then throw and spin don't, in the air. And don't you think it's funny that uh, Troy got the hug and lift on camera? I don't even remember yeah. him having a camera out or anything like that. That was awesome. Yeah. That, that, that was, was a lifetime uh, hug and lift. That, Troy. That, well, Troy's a, t- a little dude. I mean, he... And he's he comes there and he's got his goatee. Everyone's little there. to you. Oh, that's true. That that you know what? That's a good point. Yeah. What am I gonna say? I can't I can't deny that. But no, dude. Uh, here's the thing. You, you got to ask yourself a question. I mean, why? Obviously, I mean it's business reasons and why not? And I don't remember. I can't imagine though that in that day and age that uh, my bloody Valentine wasn't successful. Why didn't that get a sequel? That's true. That was one I didn't even think about. I mean, I, yeah, that's... I mean, no one's hit mine yet, though. Oh, really? I, I have kind of a handful, but, uh, man, I have some uh, some qualifiers for mine. I mean, these, these people are being pretty cool. They're like, hey, this movie maybe should have had a sequel. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I have qualifiers for all of mine, because sometimes sequels, let's be honest, they screw up the original. You know, they, yeah. they kind of make the original a little bit less worthy, right? I guess. You know, and the problem is, is I was a lot of these ones were... You know, like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna let these uh, let the voicemail people talk, and I'll and I'll get into mine later. Oh God, but, I'd be so excited for that if uh, you did. Uh, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Laura called in. I can just see you pondering off in your eyes, like. Hey, Mike and Shane. I pretty much, as far as recommendation wise, I I guess I ended up coming down on the same side as Mike. Mayor um, two electric boogie. I don't know oh, yeah. who I would recommend it to. Yeah, Mayor. Yeah, it's I, a rough one. I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, I didn't really see the beginning. I just saw a lot of Suspiria, um, yeah. and I guess with like the old witchy crone. I don't. I, yeah, I kind of missed all the other symbolism, but it was just like, oh, witch, color palette right. from Suspiria, supernatural. Oh. Um. Yeah, and um. So anyway, yeah, I think Mike's the smart one there because I did. I kind of missed the symbolism and just got visual stuff. Um. <laughs> And uh, let's see what else. Um, you're going to be at the the, the Damato movie this week. Yeah, that was oh disgusting. Because yeah. it's Damato, and um, I love Damato. It's been a long time since I watched it. I don't remember too much but it's, about it. But um, it's disgusting. But I think I'd like to see it again just because I I barely remember anything about it. And I think it has one of those hot ladies who was either in. Um, she was in the Beyond. I don't remember she's in like in Phenomena or Tenebrae, but um. Anyway, that's all I've got, um, and I'm looking forward to the show. Bye. Oh, it's good as shit. You know what's so weird is it? I've been totally out of it for so long. It's so good to like get the get the old gang back together, kind of on the on the voicemails and whatnot. It is. It's good. It's, a, it's always nice to hear from yeah. the, the fine peeps. Like I'll tell you what, man. I mean. Let me, I've been taking a lot of shit for my my you know kind of yeah watch MR you know it's it's I don't know if I can I really enjoyed it but I don't know if you will type of thing right I'm getting like emails and Facebook 
messages and whatnot, stuff like that. And it's like, I'm there. That's and even GP was like, Oh yeah. Well, this is coming from the dude who liked I'm there. Well, of course, GP's full of shit, but. But uh, you know, it's hey, like, don't you talk about my GP like that? Well, I'm sorry, but he's kind of full of shit. I mean, you have to admit, when he's right, he's right. When he's wrong, he's wrong. And what is he on this? Oh, he's right. Bullshit. I'm error. <laughs> well, I can't. Oh, anyway, we won't get back here. We already it's reviewed that last episode. But I'll tell you what, man. I mean, there's there's Lauren. I mean, she's like, whenever I know that it, I like a movie, but I have a feeling nobody else will like it. Lauren I know that Lauren will like it, <laughs> so she's she's always my go-to lady. That's the bar- your barometer. Oh, yeah, she is. Well, you know, whatever. We like the same kind of movies. We have the same kind of taste. But what are you gonna do? That's fine, dude. We have another padded room alum calling in. Oh no, multiple mics. Oh, the MM. Oh, he wants to play a game. He's sawing us right now. Society would call me what? Felching? I don't know what that is. What? What did you just say? Eh, shut the fuck up, Jigsaw. Oh, oh, he's, hey guys. he's talking to me. Uh, he's local. Mokel. He's local. Hi, Mokel. Drug addict here, multiple mics calling in. Multiple Mokel. Call in. I have to uh, call in and talk about horror remakes, I guess. Which uh, which horror film, if you had to choose one. You can talk about whatever you, you want. Choose. I, uh, I'm going out on a limb and saying Sleepaway Camp. Oh, oh. number two I for that. that How- had one of the greatest scenes, the very end scene. Cause he liked it because there was a dick. I remember correctly, plays throughout the whole credits where her face is just, I don't know, beyond beyond words. <laughs> Have but, you um, ever seen it, dude? That me for life. I can still uh, uh, it's, it's a blur. see her face in my mind. <laughs> it's pretty much um, a blur. It's a, there's a dick. I know they did a You'd like it. and stuff, but. Not I direct. I don't, think, uh, I don't think we need to talk about those. Um, also, I have to imagine a fairly popular one would be HP Lovecraft's Reanimator. There um, was. I haven't seen this yet. Mm. I know. Shame on me. There was a ton of but, Reanimator. Uh, I am sequels. going to the HP Lovecraft Two. Film Festival in Portland. Oh, cool. Along with the PPR crew. Oh, nice. Or the TPR crew that can make it. Right. But uh, I will see it by then. So anyway, Sleep Awake. Yeah, and uh, Reanimator's on Netflix, so you can watch that at any old Is time. Is Bride now. of Reanimator? Um, Reanimator. Yeah. Bride of Reanimator I think that's uh, widely, widely regarded as horrors. <laughs> needing, needing sun for a remake. Anyway. Remake? Oh. Later. It's really hard for me to say, yeah, something needs a remake. Multiple Mokel. That's but yeah, right but there. no, they're going up to Portland for that. That'd be pretty cool. They they do a whole like uh, I think they're going to Lovecraft. Oh, cool, awesome. And hang out and no, that'd be something. That'd be Lovecraft it up. A lot of Negroes, a lot of queer talk going on in there. <laughs> I mean, dude, I've been listening to a lot of H.P. Lovecraft, <laughs> and that guy loves. The word Negro yeah, he, and he queer, did, he and did. not queer like in fancy boy queer, yeah, but well, like 
life is queer or yeah, he, oh, he's a fan. Well, well, plus he he wasn't a queer. very tolerant fella. No, he really wasn't, dude. Yeah, but you know it's funny because uh, I mean he's he's created so much great, amazing. Uh, you know, subject matter for people to, f- to make movies about. Oh, yeah. You know, and people have... I've enjoyed every minute of it, but I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Miskatonic, that's another one. But you kind of have to pretend that, oh, oh, wow. Do You kind of have to overlook a lot of shit like that, you know, because mm-hmm. you know it's there, dude. You know he's a racist son of a bitch. Yeah, you can hear it in those stories, but that's that's fine. And it's the era, I mean, what's it, 19... 35, 40s. I don't know, but it doesn't make it so, okay, Shane. you know, it doesn't make it okay. But it's like, you know, the time, <laughs> a lot of those people, they slug through and they go, yeah, I agree with everything that's going on. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you yeah, got to just, give, you give him that you say, well, you're kind of weird and you got huge ears, but. Uh, and you're, and you're kind and of you skinny the, and off-putting. You write the funny stories. You like the, you like, you write the stories. Well, listen, that guy had a face. For novels he and had short a, stories. He so, had a yeah, face that, that would kill a goat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad that he was alone up in his writing room writing all this stuff because, uh, yeah, he's he was just uh, he was probably just upset that all the Negroes were getting all the poontang yeah, he wanted. Like, hey, bitch, where's my uh, where's my dinner? <laughs> yeah, I'm right. writing stories up yeah, here. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm sure he was a real ladies' man. Uh, okay, so we got uh, three from Paul G. Oh, the Gutierrez. Hey guys, Paul G here. Uh, Apologize for the car noises, as usual. Driving. Yeah, you're driving. Uh, Anyway, um, hey, uh, legal in California. But I wanted to answer the question of the day from the last episode. Oh shit! uh, About the uh, uh, conventions and and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, Anyways, I've uh, I go to a lot of conventions and I have for a while. Um, The thing is, I don't really like. Uh, meeting the celebrities for the most part. Yeah, uh, when awkward. I first started going, I kind of yeah. met people, and I just kind of got to the point where it was like, you know, well, what am I going to say to these people? And it was just awkward. Yeah. Um, but having said that, there were a few people I have met, and um, I have to say, overall, I haven't had any really bad experiences. Everybody I've met has been super cool. Um, the people that come to mind, though, as being the coolest, though, is... Um, I guess I admit, uh, Eli Roth at a, uh, at you know, I hear he's cool. Of, uh, he gets a lot Kevin of shit, Bieber, but I hear he's cool. And he was actually super cool. Like, super nice guy down to earth and was just, uh, yeah, just super Darian nice. Darian would smell um, your fingers right now. If there's a Clyde Barker. I met him at a couple of different, uh, findings and stuff. And he was super, super cool. Just super nice and friendly and stuff and, and very talkative and, and what have you. Um, and then, um, at Comic Con quite a few years ago, I met, um, Guillermo del Toro and Doug Jones. Ah, oh, really? Couldn't cool. be nicer. Huge, huge stars. And just the nicest people in the I world. I hear Doug Jones Super is nice. amazing. And they weren't, you know, they didn't have that, like, uh, you know, hurry along kind of uh, attitude or anything. Oh, my gosh. Super nice. Don't you know I was but, a uh, anyways, boy. I guess the, um, the, biggest, the biggest thing that was the best for me and, and just uh, uh, my greatest experience was um, actually meeting somebody who isn't really all that big, but... Um, I was at a Days of the Dead uh, convention, and I didn't know this person was going to be there, but uh, my sister and I were at this convention, and we're walking by, and this was just, gosh, a year ago, maybe? Maybe two years ago. Hmm. Anyway, and so I look in this room, and uh, I look over, and uh, Ogre from Skinny Puppy, Kevin oh, Ogilvy, yeah. is sitting at one oh, of the wow. tables, you know, he by himself. There's, like, nobody in line or anything. opera. And I was, oh, my God, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how excited I was. Anyways, 
So uh, I'm super nervous because this guy's like a hero to me. Um, I mean, at least when, where, where Skinny Puppy comes in, I mean, I, I was uh, kind of changed the way I looked at music. I mean, back in uh, high school, back in, oh, gosh, 88, I think it was a freshman in high school, uh, a friend of mine had made, uh, used to make these uh, punk rock tapes for me. And, um, you know, he used to get uh, tape records from his older brother and stuff, and he used to share those with me. And so that was kind of how I, I would get all my punk and stuff. Well, one day he gave me the Skinny Puppy tape, and it just it just changed my, Did he my get GP? musical album. Wow, GP, first time that ever happened. Uh, anyways, so he gives me this uh, this tape, and it's a skinny puppy music, and it just totally fucking blew my mind. I had yeah. never heard anything like it. What I mean, it was, was it? The, it actually kind of scared me. I mean, it was like nothing I'd ever heard, and, and it's just... Yep. Jesus and Slave says that. It's out. like the I early industrial was scary. Yeah. In the car on my big old cassette uh, Walkman. You know, running family errands and stuff, and then just listening to it, kind of like thinking, "Oh shit!" And I hope nobody hears this. I'm going to get in trouble for listening to this. Oh wow! Um, but anyway, so just totally Life changed police. everything. Yeah. Um, anyways, and so you know, I go up to the table and I'm totally nervous, and I'm thinking, "Oh shit! What am I going to say to this guy?" You know, approach him, and he turned out to be the nicest guy. That's awesome. Just super, super yeah. nice. I mean, I think you and my sister and I sat there for a good half an hour, 45 minutes. No just way. With them. Just super nice guy. Couldn't have been That's nicer. That's fantastic. So, uh, that is really cool. Anyways, I can go on for forever about that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so <laughs> celebrities at conventions, I, I, I've only had good experiences. I haven't really uh, run into any assholes or anything. Um, Didn't get scared by yeah, a big dude anyways, with a beard that was That's drunk. all I got. Uh, have, oh, Boingo Boingo. Fuck. Awesome, guys. So happy you guys uh, dig the Oingo Boingo. It was great hearing you guys talk about that. Anyways, uh, can't wait to hear the next episode. Have a good week. Uh, see ya. He wasn't done talking. I, I, I love Gutierrez. He make me feel so good. Hey, Paul <laughs> oh, Looks like I wasn't done after all. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, yeah, I wanted to mention, uh, I hadn't heard anybody say anything about uh, the movie The Forbidden Zone when you guys were talking about Oingo Boingo. If you oh. haven't seen that, or uh, if you don't know about that, I don't know. It was a movie uh, made, uh, I believe, in the '80s by uh, Danny Elfman's brother, uh, Richard Elfman. Oh no, shit! Oh, wow. Really? And it featured uh, the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Um, oh, I gotta see it, man. Forbidden Zone. Or a tattoo from Fantasy it's Island. And um, Danny Elfman makes an appearance and, and does a cool uh, Media Moocher song in there, and uh, he plays a uh, Satan. Anyways. Awesome, weird ass shit. Uh, check it out. Good stuff. Anyways, uh, take care. Bye. That's that's awesome, dude. For the Forbidden Zone, doesn't the Misfits have a song called the Forbidden Zone? Yeah, dude, that's cool. No, I'll check it out. uh, Well, that's Danger Zone. Kenny Loggins. No, that's not even. Yeah, you're right. That's Kenny. I thought you were gonna say Kenny Rogers, but I'm like, no, bro. It's Kenny Loggins. Don't you ever mess those up, dude. I know the log log. I know you. You know, I can't believe I even. Thought for a second you get those two mixed up. I gotta see that movie. I have to see that movie. Top Gun. Richard Elfman's brother made a movie, The Forbidden, <laughs> the Forbidden Zone. Zone. I gotta see it too. I don't know if I've the seen it. The Knights of the Oingo Boingo are in there, and I gotta see it. Gotta see it, dude. Awesome. That's a that's on my must see list. I wonder if it's on YouTube. Check it out. Let's. You know we can search on break. Okay. They will never even know. They will never even know that is the magic of podcasting. Wolfie called in a couple times. Oh, the Wolfster. 
Hey guys, it's the Wolfman Wolf calling Man. in at the last moment with my primary main multiple personality this time, <laughs> I think. Uh, movie, gonna keep it short this week, I think. Movie that should have had a sequel that didn't get one. And I'm actually kind of surprised that Highlander and The Matrix never got sequels. They were big hits and all, but oh my gosh, they wait. never got sequels. You know what? This a-hole stole my joke. I thought... He stole my joke, because I'm like... I was going to say, The Matrix, man. The Matrix never got a sequel. I, I really wanted to know, but because the first one was so good, and the second one's kind of sucked the balls. And I was going to make that whole joke. Yeah, because I thought there was like 15 yeah, there, Matrix No, movies. there's three Matrixes and a bunch of... I don't know how many Highlander movies, but he stole my joke, man. Oh. You stole it. Oh, I bastard. can't That's believe it. That's I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Seriously, though, as far as horror movies that never got sequels go, I think that I'm probably not going to be alone in saying My Bloody Valentine would have oh been gosh, one that yeah. would work. And I think it could have made it work with Mad Men, too, though that's probably even less odd than ever happening. Well, that's a good movie. Let's face it, Ricky in the end there, I mean, he uh, pretty well lays out that he's been thoroughly traumatized at the very least. <laughs> that's a good point. Anywho, uh, other thoughts, if any. If any, yeah, he added that himself. Rain just won. Traffic tonight has been. Fun uh, times. That's the real horror movie I've been caught up in lately, I'd say. Oh, yeah. I will talk to you all next week and looking forward to the next show. This is the Wolfman. Talk to you all later. He's going to talk to us right now. Yes, Wolfman. Give me Wolfie. Dude, give I didn't me, give me Wolfie, Wolfie, give me, I didn't, give me Wolf, I didn't Wolf. even check this. It's funny because I just saw that it was from the same number. So I wonder if this one's actually a butt call. Give me, give me Wolfie, Wolfie, give me, give me Wolf, Wolf. Yeah, that's a butt call, dude. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, man. Okay, yeah, that, a, there you go. That's a, he he that's butt a called butt this. He butt dialed this. Whatever. That's awesome, dude. It's funny that I, you it's know. It's dial. Maybe. Oh, I bet he's be a butt or a cock. I wonder where he puts his cock phone. Now. You got to call that in there, Wolf. Cock a doodle doo. Uh, let's finish off the voicemails. We sure. got a special one from uh, our Canuck friend. Oh, Aaron. Should we go ahead and uh, listen to this one? Let's hear it. Hey, Mike and Shannon. It's Aaron. It's been a week or two or whatever. <laughs> Here I am back in the Anne Frank closet. <laughs> uh, episode 58. Question of the episode What horror movie? Deserves a sequel. Well, I can't answer that fucking question because if I like a movie so much that I want to see a sequel of it, it's because they're awesome movies. They, I don't know, they're special in some way. And I think that part of why these movies are so special is because there's only one. Oh, Once you make a sequel, it's just going to cheapen the whole effect of the first movie. Like, hey, I'd love a Big Trouble in Little China sequel, but really that's a good work and fucking... 2013, they yeah, did all that whole point. movie with no fucking CG. Yep. As much as I'd love to see Dog Soldiers 2, I'm pretty sure that would never happen. And if it did, it would just be garbage, you know? It's the, probably right. I, the whole point I'm getting at is that by making a sequel to it, you're kind of shitting on the original. You're going to cheapen it and take away some of the magic. You know what we need a sequel to? Body Bags. That oh, yeah. That fucking movie with John Carpenter and Toby Hooper and Wes Craven. How come we can't have movies like that anymore? Because like, they're too badass. Just an entertaining, fun movie that's kind of cheesy. 
nowadays everything just has to be so fucking uppity with all their shocking bull crap like this is the most brutal movie dude this guy jacks up with sandpaper we're gonna apparently the uh the marketers are all like surfers from socal and those movies i watch them once just to say i've seen it and i'll never revisit them because they're not fun no you're right happened to that movie clown house how come they never made a sequel to that nobody talks about that movie there was never a sequel it just kind of got swept under the rug what happened there i don't know Anyway, now that I've uh, copped out and had a bunch of cheap bullshit answers there, um, Shane, don't feel bad about Jason from Part 2. That was your favorite, and Warrington Gillette is a douchebag. That's a Uh, scientific fact, but that's not okay because in addition to being a douchebag, (laughs) Warrington Gillette is also a scumbag, piece of garbage, liar, waffle, cunt face, vagina boob, whatever. What? Because Warrington Gillette didn't play Jason in Friday the 13th Part 2. What? He played Jason in one scene. At the end, Jason's unmasked and he right. keeps crashing through the window. That's the only time, time. Warrington Gillette was in Are the movie. Are you shitting me? And that turned into a whole big spiel. And the original actor who played Jason through the other 95% of the movie, Steve Dash, uh, and he <sighs> gave him all the shit. Dude, Warrington Gillette was at the horror, last horror hound since I it went came to. out. And he's been fucking living off the convention circuit. Yeah, what an asshole. That he was in that movie when he only did that one scene. No way. Uh, and Mike, Yo. I met Andrew Bernarski oh, yeah. in so 2004 you know. at our first horror convention in my small fucking uh, yeah. this frozen wasteland that is Canada. Okay. <laughs> I met Andrew Bernarski, yeah. and he was sober as a judge, What? and he only charged me 20 so <laughs> I guess he just doesn't like you or whatever. I, I'm Maybe off-putting. it's because he's Polish, actually. You're German. <laughs> No oh, shit. I just fucking thought of that. I didn't have a way to close this fucking story, but there we go. You drove him to drink, and oh, he sorry. charged you five bucks extra. That was his <laughs> retribution for killing all his ancestors. Oh, nice. dude. He, he took so one look at me I'm and just knew. sign off from the fucking Anne Frank closet. Whatever. <laughs> look forward to the next show. My Bruna closet, bitch. Dude. I uh, wonder if that was it, man. I did. I'll tell you what. He, I, I, I don't, be. I don't know if I've good... been that scared at any kind of public event ever. As scared as I was of Andrew Bernarski. You as a German, I forgot we talked Polish. About I don't, and, and, and you were scared. I have no mustache at all. In fact, I do that so people don't, you know, so people so won't mistake something. The, yeah. Won't mistake like, like a that? little Hitler mustache. I have no mustache. What is that? Is that mustard or is that Hitler mustache? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, dude. Oh, that's a great point, man. So uh, let me ask you, man. What, what are some of your No one picked this? mine, but I watched a little movie called The Burning. Oh, yeah, dude. That, I mean, that, And I would like to see, I mean, he has just as good at crops. He had every good chance to come back from that. I put The Burning in the same kind of uh, category that I put uh, My Bloody Valentine because it's like it's a pretty solid freaking slasher. Why didn't it get some more love, man? Dude, because you know that is the perfect vehicle to go, oh, crops, he's around, man. Right. He's here. He's back. Well, I, I thought he had like a sword in his face, and he was on fire at the end. Well, yeah. Well, we've seen what happens. He to was already on Jason fire. Voorhees, yeah, so. absolutely. It's like, come on, baby, dude. I have. I've kind of a handful. Is that your answer, by the way? That's it. That's it. Because I I'm, know how you're sensitive I, of that. Right I thought. Now. I thought Kruger was going to call in and, no, he and didn't. bring that up, but he, he, he didn't. didn't Kruger. That's didn't mine. Go. The burning, dude. Okay, so here's the problem. To me, it's hard for me to say. You know what? I really think that we needed more shit uh, from this movie, you know? Because, you know, and I'm like, oh, because there's so many sequels that have just kind of shit on the original. Who, who said that? Who was, 
who called in and said that uh, I was it was it Aaron right then that just said they they, they usually ruin the the original movie. Right. I'm kind of the same way. So basically, as I'm going and answering this question, I'm kind of thinking to myself, you know, maybe what I'll do is I'll think about movies that I want more of. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, okay, so I'm going to assume. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh, they'll probably f it up." I'm gonna assume that the same people are gonna be involved, and they're gonna have the same loving touch, right? Okay, you know, uh, and, and and just and I'll be able to trust them with my heart, and they won't hurt me, okay? Because I'm so tender. You know, what about? Uh, remember a little movie that we talked about called Houseu? Oh, I yeah, would that love done a good... to have more Houseu. You know, maybe yeah, the next day good. or something like that. Because I would just love more of that. I've watched that two or three times since we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, that is a good one. And it's like, man, I want more of that batshit crazy bullshit. Yeah. It was so good, dude. Um, you ever seen a movie called Life Force? It was directed by Toby Hooper. There was a hot naked lady walking around, buck naked, fur burger and all for like the first 20 minutes. Never, I think no. I just want a movie with a naked fur burger rocking around for 20 minutes. So That's fine. You know, and I'll, I'll take that one right there. Um, the Sentinel. You ever seen The Sentinel? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, with, uh, Rocky's trainer, he was in there. He's like, he was part of him. Burgess Meredith. Burgess was Meredith, in there. yeah. That was, yeah, you Come know, I'd like to see rock. more of that. Yeah. But I, you know what? Here's the thing. My favorite movie of all time doesn't have a sequel. And it's like, I would love to see about how Johnny Depp's little adventure ended up and what he did with his new talents. The Ninth Gate. I would love to see oh. a... I made you a copy of The Ninth Gate. I mean, I let you borrow Ninth Gate. No. And you never watched... Yes, I did. It's there. you got to check oh, it out. Oh, I probably got it You've got just, it. Watch it, dude. Watch it. I thought it. you were going to say What's Eating Gilbert Grape Part 2. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I, I'd like to know I'd, what I'd happened to shit. retarded uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, you know what's funny? That's, I think that's the first thing I ever saw him in besides like the facts of life. I thought he was retarded. He did a great job. Don't, oh, don't you shit retarded. on Leo for that. I, I thought he was don't retarded Don't you shit on Leo for that, dude. Okay, okay. But you know, that's kind of, I, I think my answer, my final answer is going to be the ninth gate. I would love to see more Roman Polanski. With Johnny Depp. Oh, man, that movie's so good. I would love to see more of that. Wow. But, yeah, dude, I think you should check out The Ninth Gate. Even I will. I will watch it this check week. Check it out. Check it out this week. Uh, but, yeah, that's. I guess that's all we got. Listen, here's, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Okay. On the, uh, on the uh, Facebook page this week, uh, uh, Eddie Rotten, you, you know that guy? I've heard of him. He posted an article saying, oh, here are the 15 hottest vampires in all horror movies. Okay. You know, and it's like, oh, shit, these are great, you know? And, I'm, you know, when I went and looked, I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. You know, this is stupid. You know, because everybody's got an opinion and they smell like an asshole, right? So it's like, you know, whatever. But I thought to myself, you know what might be good for this month? What? Let's do some lists. Let's do some top three lists okay. for the question of the episode. You know, okay. people call in. Give us your, and let's just go with the vampire theme. Let's go with your top three hottest vampires. Top three hottest film. vampires. Good. In, in any kind of film. Let's do that. Why don't we do that for this this question in the episode? Let's make sounds, it easy. Sounds it's kind of an easy one. People, what I'm saying is this is so easy. I expect all of you to come out of the cracks and to call in. Yeah. The bone phone number, okay, is 385-351-9273. That is 385-351-9273. Call us with your top three hottest vampires. Um, and if I hear some Twilight shit, that's fine, but I'm going to judge you in my mind. Hot in your world, man. Whatever's hot in your mind. Just so you know. But okay, so that's all we got. Let's move on. We're going to be talking about a band, like I said, called Therapy. Mm -hmm. Therapy? Uh, here's one minute of therapy. Let's go ahead and listen to that and let's come right back to talk about it. Okay. 
off dead.
back and we are talking about therapy. Therapy? therapy? And that's with a question mark. Yes, it is. Because their name is therapy <laughs> with a question mark. Yes. Um, therapy question mark dot uk dot com is where you can find the band. Huh? Dot co or dot co dot just dot com is what you're dot saying. Dot uk dot com. Oh, really? Okay. So it's the question mark dot uk dot com is where you can find them. Cool. Awesome. You can like them on the Facebook. You can check them out on Last FM. You're not going to find this album on Spotify. No. But they have a lot of new stuff there. Yeah, they've got, they've got a couple of uh, new albums on there. Uh, this is a band that I have not, I knew about, heard about, always knew. I knew that song Screamager from, uh, you know, I they got played nothing it on. to do but hang around and yeah, get they, gun up on that was, you. Uh, that was the X96 special here. Now, Wikipedia like. says that was a million dollar, that's their big album. This, that Th- was this their, one here is their big album, yes. That's their big uh you know, and so I'm assuming that that was the hit tune that sure. just broke out and they sold. Well, and, and it wasn't it true that this uh, this album Trouble Gum was there. I think this was their big one, man. I mean, because I mean, back in the day, we didn't have the and the internet. You know, we didn't have that shit. Yeah, you know, we listened to Utah's own alternative radio X96. Yeah, break. and I don't even think they played it on there. No, they played Screamager because that's where I had to have heard it, or else I wouldn't have heard it. If it yeah. wasn't on, well, that's true. If it wasn't on MTV's Headbangers Ball or X96 or K Bear 101, I didn't hear it. So, I would say you could consider this band alternative punk metal kind of garage. Yeah. They've got. The drum sound on this shit, I love because I love the the chunk style kind of uh, helmet does a lot of that. Where it's like do 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 do, and you hear the pops of the the yeah. snare sounds fantastic on yeah. this. Uh, Therapy Trouble Gum, all one word, Trouble Gum, fourteen tracks. The U.S. version is sixty seven minutes and four seconds. Released February nineteen ninety four. Their fourth album, but only their second on a major label, A and M Records. Um, it's it's got it has this album's got like I sense this depressing tone with the vocal. Right. A lot of what he sings about is I don't belong. I'm suicidal. Right. Uh, it's so it's kind of a dark uh, melodic sound combined with like this tight pop punk edge. Right. And Really, Helmet is a great uh, band to compare to them because I agree. Helmet were about the tight chunk guitar and the and the the just the tight pausey music. I think, I think Helmet was uh, I mean especially what was that uh, with like what was that album with like Milk Toast and all that on it? Uh, oh my gosh, I'm having a hard time before before. Uh, Oh man, yeah, I am I am spacing, but I'm but the thing is, is that that, that you know that's actually a really good band to to kind of liken this band to, and and let me let the let me let the listeners know this is one that I kind of said, hey Shane, do you want to do this band because guess what, this is a band that I used to love, you know, and this is a band that's still going today, but I kind of lost track of, you know, yeah, but. I- Helmet was another one of those. I don't even know what Helmet's up to these days. I mean, you got we got in 95, 96, Helmet came out with Aftertaste. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of the last album I really even, you know, yeah, kept they, up with Helmet with, you know? Yeah, they, 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 Helmet was a solid band. And, I, and for the life of me, I can't remember what the hell the albums were that I was totally into. Oh, my gosh. They're, they're, this is one of those bands. Therapy, there was Betty. 
There was there was Helmet Betty. Betty is and the one the, with uh, Milk Toast. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then there was the one before that that had the blue and the red shit. I can't remember. We're on it, but I have no idea what it is. Yeah. Um I love their version of uh Joy Division's Isolation. I, that was one of my favorite Isolation. Yeah. Uh it's general generally I mean their music pretty much peaked at this point this was the album that kind of really shot and i did not listen to the two albums they have on spotify but they're there. brand new and here's the thing i mean with this band here it's like okay so let me ask you something to me remember how we did oingo boingo last episode and we we're talking about oh there's that has come from madness you know yeah. i think that this kind of is the same thing and i mean we talked about how they're northern irish and i didn't know that but I mean, uh, you know, I mean, growing up in Northern Ireland, I mean, you know, since I met Brian Higgins and stuff, and he's told me more about kind of what it was like, especially in that day and age. You know, it's like it, it kind of came from the same. I, I think it kind of came. If it came from the same place that, that that what I'm thinking of, it's like, you know, it was scary and it was and it was a little bit mad back. You know, and the thing is, is you're listening to these tunes, it's hard to kind of point to to you know to kind of pin down to say okay well you know these guys are just a a band that's an alternative band and stuff like that because the, these guys i don't know who i mean they sound like a helmet maybe a little bit but I, but there's really i don't i mean i don't know if there's another band like this out here but i think that you know back these in guys these days do, these guys do suffer from this syndrome and i don't know what to put put my put, to put my finger on it it's mm-hmm. hard but there's this '90s thing that happened with the sound or the, the the like oh what's going on let's get in there and mm-hmm. these guys have a taste of that in there. Sure. To say they sound like Helmet, they don't sound like Helmet. Oh, but, I don't think you do. But their their pop and chop style is what reminds me of Helmet. But the, but but I think that these guys are a little bit more. Uh, and you know maybe Helmet's rebellious and whatever. These guys are a little I think a little bit more crazy. You know and a little bit. Maybe uh, unstable. Well, I don't know. I, I, would... I think it, it, it that screams in the name. It's like, huh? What? You're gonna, yeah, maybe, maybe. You're going to hear about yeah, this entire album has nothing to do but isolation. Oh my yeah. God! I need to. You I need to get away. Be Jesus you know, without, you know your boyfriend deal. doesn't like, wow. like me, and and the girlfriend don't like me. But you can't have my knives, and you know, right. it's just yeah, it, it's, it, why? it's it's weird. It's uh, it's kind of on that depressing depressing side. I think a lot of bands had that little bit of depression in in all their music, right. but there was something that was surrounding that whole thing. There was something in the sound of all those '90s bands where you kind of went, "Yeah, you could lump all that shit in there." Sure, this is a band that totally escaped me. I I heard the name, I heard Screamager. Uh-huh. Um, this was a weird listen for me. And the was reason really? why okay. was because the first time I listened to the album, mm-hmm. I loved it. I was like, oh, man, I am on board. Uh-huh. Second time I listened to it, I was like, eh, I don't know really? if I like this. Third time I listened to it, I was like, you know what? I do like this. So it was like this weird <laughs> thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I like this. And then, yeah, I do. It's weird because, I mean, in in, in 94... I mean, we're talking about, uh, I mean, alternative, and, let, and let's talk about, I mean, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, okay? But I remember, I mean, it's been a long time, but I remember, I mean, we had this, you know, I mean, let's not talk about bands that were completely grunge, 
But, you know, kind of that alternative thing. I mean, I was listening to Dinosaur Jr. I was listening to Smashing uh-huh. Pumpkins. And the, and then the, and then the whole Seattle grunge thing. I mean that that's basically all I was into. And then I listened to Babes in Toyland and L Seven and stuff like that. But then this band came out, and it's like almost like they didn't fit. And I and I never really bothered to figure out why, you know, whatever. And but this these this band always really kind of, um, I don't know. It, I don't know if it, it it freaked me out, but it always kind of left me a little bit uneasy when I when I would listen to this. But now, now, and this is and this is the part where I I feel like I I need this is how I remember it, and I feel like maybe I need to be brought back to 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 reality here. In the '90s, you know, after like the like Nirvana hit and Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and all that stuff, it seemed to me that the weirder you were, the more successful you were going to be. You needed one to two good songs per album, yeah. And if you had that, you were going to make a million bucks, and you know what? It didn't matter. It did, after that, it didn't matter. And you could just be like, the, you know, maybe even not really that talented. Well, you're talking about this album was on A and M, right? Well, and, this, and I'm talking and about this, this album was really good. And this is their this is their breakoff. So this is where they, you know, I mean, they have uh, this is the second on the major label A and M records. So you're talking about you have to have something sure. for those big labels to go. Okay, right? How can we market this? What can we do? But this was also at a time when the big labels were sitting there saying. Oh, let's let's pick it. Let let's cherry pick sub pop. Let's put bands like Mud Honey. Hey, baby, let's, you're talking about. Think about the '80s. It was all about L.A. It right, was like as soon right. as one band came out of L.A., everyone got picked off. You got Motley Crue. You got Quiet sure, Right. You absolutely. got Wasp. You got everyone. Just come on. You know, it's it, not, it's the hot so, spots. And I don't know. Maybe happen. you're right. Maybe I mean this is probably just another cycle in musical history. But it's like I don't think a lot of bands back in that day who were on these big labels were any good. You know, I I mean a lot of them had a couple of good tunes, but you know, sure, got them on I the mean, Lollapalooza lineup. Yeah. But you know, they weren't that great. Yeah, this is one of those bands like we on the video show we talked about Cauldron. Yeah, and we talked about how they're. I, I was saying they are a second tier. They're a second yeah. band on uh-huh. a lineup. You yeah. get one band, you get a second, then you got the headliner that's there to rock. Right. I think therapy fits perfectly in that. I, I agree think with that you. They are. I, agree with you. I don't. I. I don't know that I'm going to see them headline a show, yeah. but I'm definitely there. Going, holy shit, therapy's on the bill right. for this. Right. Um. I, dude. I overall ended up really liking the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not available on Spotify. No. It is on YouTube. You can listen to the whole damn thing on YouTube. Uh-huh. But I, I, I just can't come down on a buy only uh-huh. because there's something that is just that that rings in my ears about. It's not quite '90s over the top, right? You know, so it's like I give it a high YouTube or a high wherever you can find sure. it. Sure. But as far as I say buying it, it's it's hard for me because I just think about all these other great bands from the nineties and these guys are almost there. Dude. But and they're and we're talking the one thing that I do love about this band, they're a three piece. You oh, got okay. the bass, the drum, the guitar singing, and I love bands that can just break it down that small and go, Yeah, here we are, and it sounds great and the album is good, but I have to come down and say you know, check that out on YouTube or, you know, listen to it on Amazon or wherever. But I can't give it quite a buy. Here's here's my take on the whole thing. I mean, in 94, I'm a senior in high school, right? You know, and I've, and let's see, high school is a weird time. My high school career was a weird time in music 
because I mean we're talking ninety ninety one. We were still into that hair metal shit, man. I mean, we yeah. were still rocking slaughter and all that stuff. And so yeah. I mean I had the the you know the 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 mullet and whatnot, but then all of a sudden, you know, it, it totally and I have never experienced and, and, and obviously because high school is the time when you endure these type of things when you're so focused on music and stuff like that. But that was such a huge turnover. Oh, absolutely. Overnight. 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 And it's like all of a sudden, you know, you're not listening to to Skid Row anymore. You know, you're listening. There is that great story behind the music of Warrant where he's talking about going into the record label. Yeah. And where there was a big My Cherry Pie behind the secretary's uh-huh. wall. They came in and it was Alice in Chains Dirt. Yeah. And it was just like, you guys are the starling darlings. Yep. And then all of a sudden, overnight, it was and that's what it what? was. And that's what that's exactly how it was when I was in high school. It's like all of a sudden Nirvana hit so hard that like literally weeks I had to get rid of all my my you know my hair metal shit and get like you know And you had movies singles coming out. Yeah. I mean it was just like kabang. It's like it's all it about was, the It was unbelievable. you know and I didn't realize what a revolution it was at the time, you know. Yeah. It took me some years to find out. But okay, so I mean we're we're we're, we're past that when when therapy comes out. I mean cuz that was sure. like 92 93. Uh you know and then and then all these bands come out Alice in Chains and Nirvana and Pearl Jam are the biggest things. We're t- we're we're seeing Smashing Pumpkins go from ki- uh, from Gish, their um Gish to uh Siamese Dream and it's like this whole you know this whole thing so i mean the whole landscape and i went back and heard gish after i heard today and i love when i saw that like i saw that video with him and the ice cream truck i went yeah i gotta check these guys well and the thing is too it was cool back when uh, that dude had hair you know and whatnot but but all i'm saying is is so okay so that so basically at this time in my life i'm like i mean we're we're hungry for more shit i mean this this has taken over uh, you know, so I'm grabbing all this, all this stuff, and, and you know, and, and, but the thing is, you still had I still had my favorite bands like Faith No More. I was still in, listening yeah. to Metallica. I was still listening to Slayer, Pantera, all of those things. I'm still listening to all those back then. But you know, I wasn't. I I kind of eschewed the uh, uh, the hair metal because I'm insecure and I want to be cool and whatnot. But then all of a sudden, okay, in '94, my senior halfway through my senior year, Therapy comes out with this album Trouble Gum. And I'm listening to it, and for some reason, I it hit a chord with me, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm listening to this, going, "Well, this ain't grunge. It it may or may not be kind of alternative, but it sure as shit ain't hair metal." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's so, understandable. So, yeah, that's totally understandable. So I get this album, I take it home, and I listen to this over and over and over. And you know, basically at that time, I'm sucking in everything. I'm sucking in shit that 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 I can't even remember now. I mean, I have albums at home. That I'm like that, that that I can't even I can't even remember what they have. I mean, uh, for instance, I pulled out an album from Our Lady Peace. You know, oh yeah, they, yeah. It's like they, you know I can't remember I, I can't remember what the album is, but it's it has Star Seed on it and and uh, you know all that. So it's like really good shit. And it's like I remember just buying all this shit, listening to it. But this album really struck a chord with me. So here I am listening to this over and over and over from start to finish. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you right now. You know, at double the age I was in high school. It still has the same kind of impact on me now, but, sure. but this does have a lot of uh, kind of nostalgia for me. Totally. And and I can see that because they are a band that kind of, that doesn't quite fit right there where they, music was. And they was. never did. And it's so funny because I always assumed that this band were, you know, they. I mean, even though, I mean, you had, 
it didn't matter. I mean, it almost didn't matter what kind of music you played at that point. You looked like you were from Seattle at that point. I remember seeing yeah. that Collective Soul in their, yeah, you know, oh, movie. Yeah. Collective Soul is not rock and, you know, rock and heavy right. metal. But they looked just like the guys from Seattle and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they had the long hair. They fit the mold. Yeah, they fit that mold. And I remember thinking, oh, I assuming they, they kind of looked the same way with the long, you know, whatever. And then we take a look at the video for Screamager, you know, just this last week or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like they look like a bunch of clean cut little dudes, you know. Yeah. It's like it, it was it just didn't match my kind of my the, the picture I had in my head of them. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I mean, this this band, I mean, you and as I'm and I realized that you know, even even back when I was in high school, I realized that as I'm consuming all of this new stuff, as I'm listening to X ninety six here in Utah, you know, I'm consuming this stuff. People are going for a certain sound because they know it's gonna make them successful, at least a little bit successful, you know. And that's you know, that's the only kind of shit that you hear on the radio ever. And I mean ninety ninety four was no was you know, was no exception. Right. But I remember listening to this band thinking, well, these guys are just a little bit off. They're a yeah. little bit different. They kind of freak me out a little bit. I mean, I don't know if I would want to hang out with these guys because it seems like they're angry, they're sad, and they probably, you know, aren't uh, very stable. Yeah. You know, and so it always stuck with me. Well, some- bear, bear that in mind for the trivia uh, quiz. Oh, okay. Unstable, sad, depressing. <laughs> Keep those all in mind. Okay. Uh, what were your favorite tunes? Man, I had a. The thing is, this album was is one of my favorites. I mean, um, knives. The, the it started. It starts off. You know, when you heard it in that in that one minute that wasn't a minute. Right. You know, now, when you got you, I mean, the knives was amazing. Hell, uh, sorry, scream major was amazing. Hellbelly, man, I remember listening to that just just being blown away by that song when I was a kid. It still kind of has that same thing. We have trigger inside, die laughing. I think I've gone insane. I yeah. can't remember, you know, all that whole thing. Uh, Unbeliever, Lunacy Booth, Christ saves, you know, that whole deal. Uh, Femtext, Abomination, Abomination, Generation type stuff. I don't know, man. I really love this album. I'm going to give this a high buy. Well, but the thing is, is you have to realize I'm, I'm not, I, it's hard for me to discern. Uh, you know, being 36 years old, it's hard to discern how much of that's nostalgia and how much of that's actually, this is a really solid album. This album, to me, is as good as it gets for that early 90s. But that's all right. That's sure. all right. No, because absolutely. you can do what you want with the way, what, with the way <laughs> sure. your, what your brain takes in and what absolutely. you enjoy. Absolutely. It's about making that, uh, you know, that connection. Uh, my favorite, you hit all of them. Uh, Scream Major, that was the big hit. Yep. Isolation, I love that. That's the Joy Division cover that they did. Right. Hellbelly and Knives were my favorite tunes on the album. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, he gives it a high buy. I say, you know, YouTube it, see what you can find. It's it's a shame that it's not on uh, Spotify, but it's not on Spotify. It's so not, what do you right, do? Right. But, you know, it's so funny. I would, I mean, and finding out that, you know, and I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, even if I would have known that they are from Northern Ireland, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, Brian Higgins has given me a lot of insight as to what goes on. I mean, and it's like his dad was a policeman, man. He he's told me stories and shit like that, and I really it actually means a little bit more to me now that knowing, you know, what these guys were probably dealing with in the early '90s when they were starting as a band. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it, it, I don't know. It's it, I just love this band. I love this album, but I have to admit that uh, let's see, I have I have a couple of. Uh, 
of notes here. Uh, let's see. They they came out with um, a few albums after this. I think I can't remember the name of it, but they came out with one album after this. one. I was really into it. I loved it. And then you know it was it got into ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, and I kind of like kind of dropped off that. You know, just you I mean growing up and stuff like that. So, yeah. and I never really got back to them, but I've listened to some of their new stuff now, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really register with me the way that, that this album did, but uh, um, it's that time yeah, and place. I agree. Maybe the and, first, and maybe the that's first Alice in Chains album. Oh, I was turning everyone on to it. Going, no. have you heard this? First Faith No More, the yep. or the the uh, Mike Patton Angel does. Oh, right, 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 the real right, right, thing. Right, right, the real it's thing. Like, Dude, I saw this band. They're amazing. When I check this out, people are like, I don't want to hear that. And then it's like, whoa, that's good. Yeah, there were people telling me that, man, I should get paid by the guys who put out Angel Dust for for pimping that shit. All right, so listen up, son. Oh, is it trivia time? It's trivia. It's trivia. Jam. Depressing downers and suicidal tunes. (laughs) 90s band edition. Oh, 90s band. Okay. 90s band edition. Now, what I'm going to lay down to you is I'm going to give you the album. I'm going to give you the year, and then I'm going to sing you a little piece of the lyric. Can I? Can I? You can. You can. I'm going to ask you to hold back. Of course. Of course. Okay. And don't scream it out because people like to play along. Okay. But But I will take the band, the album. The title of the song, okay, or the name of the band. Okay, let's go. This album was released in May 1994. Okay, good good time for me. Stuttering, cold, and damp. Still the warm wind, tired friend. Times are gone for honest men. And I thought you were going to sing it to me. Far too long for snakes. In my shoes, a walking sleep. In my mouth, I pray to keep. Heaven and hell away. No one sings like you anymore. Dude, I thought you were going to sing it to me, man. No, I'm not singing them because you're going to get it because I have the nuances of every artist from the 90s. (laughs) So so that's all you're going to give me? Okay, I'll give you the words again, but I'm just reading them out. No, dude, sing it for me. No, No, because I can't. The people right now are like, I sure wish Shane Diablo would sing that shit for me. No, okay, listen closely. Stuttering, cold and damp, still the warm... Wind tired friend, times are gone for honest men, and sometimes far too long for snakes. In my shoes, a walking sleep. In my mouth, I pray to keep heaven and hell away. I d- no you- one sings like you. I need you to more. sing that. No, no, no. Come on, come on. Sing, sing that. Just sing it, dude. Okay. <laughs> I need I need another hit because you're not giving it to me. Black old sun, won't you come and wash away the pain? Black old sound garden, up there, hit album, super unknown. 
turn up. See, dude, that's right, why right. that's no why. one sings like you anymore. Album released January. This is number two. All right. All right. Album released January 1997. Oh, 97. This is a bad year for me. They call her name at 7.30. I pace around the parking lot. Then I walk down to buy her flowers and sell some gifts that sell I got. Sell some gifts that I got. Can't you see? It's night. It's not me it's you're dying for. dying for. She's a breaking I'm drowning slowly. Who is that? Up the coast and that's Ben Fultz five. Turn, Turn up the radio. That's a good tune. I actually, you know, can I can I admit something right now? Okay. I like the Ben Fultz five a lot. Like a lot, a lot. I like that. Give me my, my money back, back you, you bitch. bitch. I love that. And don't forget my don't forget my black t-shirt. God, you got a soulful voice. Like, you're oh, almost a uh, Negrist-style singer. <laughs> Thank with you. the rhythm that you have Thank there. You. For it's, as it's, big and white as you are, yeah, I'm, I'm white as shit. Not only am I white, but I'm German. So, yeah, I, that's almost offensive. That's offensive to my DNA. It's okay to me. Al- number three. Album released September 1992. Okay, this is better. Bury me softly in this womb. I give this part of me for you. I give this part of Sand me rains down here, I said, holding rare flowers in a tomb. In bloom? Sand rains down in here, I said, holding rare... That's my favorite band of all time, Allison Chains, dude. Down in a hole. Turn up! That's from uh, one of my favorite albums of all time, dude. I mean, oh my gosh. It gets dirt? harder from here, son. I, well, so I, I'm feeding you some dirties. Oh my so gosh. It gets let, me, let me tell you something about Allison Chains. Okay, there's three bands. There, there's four bands. There's five bands. Okay. Opeth. There's five bands. Allison Chains. Faith No More. My top five bands uh, Megadeth. Megadeth Allison Chains. Allison Chains. Faith No More. You know, you got your typo negative and you got your open. Those are always jockeying for number ones. Jockeying. Yeah. Okay. Number four. You don't want to sing that more? Okay. 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 Album released November 1994. In the pines, in the pines, where the sun don't ever shine. shine. I would shiver the whole night through. The whole night through. Her husband was a hardworking man. Just about a mile from here. His head was found in the driving wheel, but his body never was found. Did you know that that song was sung in, an, in a movie that we've done for the video show in Stakeland that was sang by uh, Danielle Harris mm-hmm. in Stakeland? That is, I, I assume you're talking about Nirvana's cover. No, of, I want the original. Oh, it's called In the Pines. Okay, that's... That's what it's called. That's, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Bull crap it is. No, it's not. Look it up on Wikipedia. I promise that's what it's called. It's not. My girl. Yeah, my girl. Where did you sleep last don't night? Don't you lie to me. Tell, tell me, me where did you sleep last night? You're talking about called. Nirvana's. Look it up on Wikipedia. No, look. I promise you, dude. In fact, it's I, called Where Did You Sleep That is not last true. Night. That's not true. Let me tell you something. The original song was called In the Pines 
But on that album, on the Nirvana Unplugged, they put Where Did You Sleep Last Night as a title. But that's not a cause. Who's the singer then? Because you, you got well, all that information. So you know. I, I can't remember the in original. The Pines was I can't called. Remember, but it's like an old. It's, it's, like, it's like older than 94, whatever you said it was. Or, really old. It, it, yeah, it's old, old. It's like an old type of. Uh, Super old. Yeah. So it's. What I'm saying is you're probably thinking of the Nirvana no. version of. Oh. Oh well, yeah, I'm th- but I'm asking you for the original. I have no title. idea. I don't. I can't remember. Lead Belly. Oh, is that right? Lead Belly. Is it Yellow Lead Better? Yellow? No, no, it's not. No, it's Lead Belly. Do I still get that though? Because I mean, I pretty. Yeah, you I got it. Much... Turn up the red. <laughs> you can't make me laugh. I still got a little bit of the phlegm in there. Okay, let's let's go. But dude, wasn't that a depressing tune oh, when dude, he did that? That was, that was the, the last performance of uh, of uh, that whole that whole uh, that whole like uh, unplugged. MTV unplugged man. I mean, knowing now what 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 if we knew now what or then what we knew now that was just yeah that was as depressing as all mother f and s h. When he ended that song, it was like oh. Michael. Yeah, dude, it was bad. It, it I burned. cried. Can I tell you? I cried. And there's not very many people I cry for. Dimebag Daryl. And, you know, I cried when I... And Nirvana's. Well, and Lane Staley. And I Staley. cried when uh, Pope Benedict quit. I was like, what? <laughs> Shut 600 up. No, years? No, really, bro? No, you didn't. Dude, by the way, speaking of Popes, how about that new ghost tune, dude? Beelzebub. Yeah. Oh, oh, that shot's so good, dude. Irma Gersh put that on the on the uh, the group. Oh, it's so mother effing good. I was gushing on the Gersh. Oh, it's so good, dude. Album released March 1990. Oh, that's earlier. It's been so lonely without you here. Like a bird without a song. Nothing can stop the lonely tears from falling. Tell me, baby, where did I go wrong? I could put my arms around every boy I see... But they'd only remind me of you. Man, that sounds so familiar, dude. I need you to sing it for me. No, I will not. What am I at right now? Four? You're, you're, four? You're, you win. Okay, so I win. So say that one more time. It's been so lonely without you here. Like a bird without a song. <laughs> Nothing can stop these lonely tears from falling. And I say, tell me, baby, where did I go wrong? I could put my arms around every boy I see, but they'd only remind me of you. Oh man, is that that's all my girlfriends back then? I mean, they were pretty pathetic, but when they were get, hot. When you get insecure, in the seat, you're like, oh, I love this tune. Oh, I you know what I'm I I am totally spacing this one. It sounds familiar, but without the tune, that's because the tune sparks the memory. Yeah, man. I'm not gonna. I'm I I I'm calling a strike on <sighs> on feeding you. All right, taking the deuce. Shit. What is it? It's been seven hours and fifteen days since I've got my carcass away. It's no, you know what? Let me let me so lonely without you here. Let me let me stop you right there, okay? Because this this song right here, uh, is one of my all time favorite. When remember when you used to make mixtapes? You remember that? I you put, would put Sinead O'Connor. I on put a Sinead O'Connor on a mixtape for my wife. Uh, it's because it's like, because it's like nothing compares. You weren't married to her then, were you? Of course not. I made mixtapes for her. Once we got married, I don't need to do that. But you make mixtapes for the ladies, nothing and you put that on there. Come. No, I only made it for Amber, dude. Oh, she's the only one that nobody compared to. 
But I love Sinead O'Connor. You put that on. I would never put you, that do on. You know, do you know who originally wrote that, dude? Who? Prince. Oh, yeah. By the way, Bad. by the way, Prince's version of that is. Sinead O'Connor took that and was a skyrocket. I bet I'm going to like that. I'm going to, I'm actually going to Spotify. Prince's no, version of that because okay. I bet it's fucking good with keyboard no, and all sorts. Of it's shit. not nearly. Shenando, have you ever seen that video with her bald head and is she's, yeah, she's wearing the black? I, I saw know, the video. Let me tell you something. She has some emotions, man. She will f you up with her. That's emotions. what the camera and director do is they get the emotions nothing from you. Compares and then you wait you a second and she her, goes. You, nothing compares to you, Michael B. They're in you Salt can, City, you Utah. Thank, you can thank her right performance on the director of that video. Well, sure. But did you're telling... Have you ever heard the original? Do you no, want to no, know why it. you've never heard it? Because it's not nearly as good. I bet it's just And that's one of Sinead O'Connor's greatest hits, dude. I bet it's... Yeah. And it's Prince wrote it. It's one of her greatest hits and Prince wrote it. Yes, you're right. See ya! No, dude. She's amazing. That... Well, I don't even really like her, but that song by her is amazing. All right. Last one. So you're winning. You won the whole I thing. I won that here one. Here we go. Here's the last Wait, can, one. Do you, want, do you want to stop and sing that song for more? Because I really like that one. Mm-mm. I'm just teasing. All right. Album released May 1995. Oh, okay. This is a good one. A green plastic watering can full of fake Chinese rubber plants in a fake plastic earth that she bought from a rubber man in a town full of rubber plants oh my to get rid of itself. And it wears her out. She lives with a broken man, a cracked polystyrene man who just crumbles and burns that's it huh that's it okay if i if i take the deuce will you sing it for me okay take the deuce i took the deuce i already win so turn up the radio for mike because i'm the big winner i'm the big winner here okay the green plastic watering can from a fake chinese rubber plant and he's googling and a fake no, I'm not. No, I'm not. We just got another voicemail, but we can't play it. That she bought from a rubber man. I, that, doesn't, that doesn't even sound familiar. In a town full of rubber plants. I don't know that one, man. I'm off. I'm off on that one. In the West <laughs> In the what? In In it wears I don't know that one. I think I have to take the deuce completely on this one. Radiohead fake plastic trees oh, in the he, middle of the nineties, dude. That's can I when, can I can I confess something to you right oh, now? I have never been a radiohead. Oh, dude, they're after, so fucking good. After a after a what a perfect body. Oh, creep. I want a perfect soul. After that, and then, and then dude, there was, I saw Radiohead at Usana, and they fucking blew the really off. because it was that song, and then it was Come Up. Old. I love it. I never had the patience for Radiohead, man. So that's my bad. That's my bad, man. Okay, I get it. That's cool. If I could be who you wanted. <laughs> He's he's a oh, depressing dude. dude. He 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 kind of looks seems depressed. Dude, too. that that band is fucking amazing. I never I never got into him, man. Is that oh. weird? Maybe we ought to do him soon. 
Okay. All right. I'm just saying. It's up to you. Even though I chose therapy, but I'm just saying. it's All the music's up to you. But that's all I got, that's Soldier good, man. That's of good. Uh, Fortune. Listen, I still, I still won. I got four. Radiohead, right? fake plastic trees from the Benz. You know what? Oh, I like the Benz, too. Dem and M at the Benz, where are you now? I do, I do like that song. But let me tell you something, dude. So after all that shit you just spilled and going, I didn't never got, you go, oh, that's some freaking odds. Yeah, right. I, dude, well, I'll guarantee you, if you listen to some I haven't, li- stuff, I haven't like, listened to the Radiohead since before I was married, before like a long time mm. ago, dude. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I'm going to tell you what, we're going to take a break right now. We're going to go ahead and play a trailer for you guys for the movie, uh... Holy shit, what movie are we doing right now? Beyond the Darkness. That, yeah, Beyond play? the Darkness, uh, rich uh, boy with a nice big house. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be uh, playing that trailer right now, but you know what I'm going to be doing right now? We're going to take a break, and I'm going to be like, dude, will you do me a favor, Shane? Can we Cry go? in the bathroom like can, you usually do? Can we and go? I go, are you going to come out? You got to hit the record button. <laughs> can, can we go on Spotify and listen to Shane O'Connor's? Oh, God, no, dude. I can't. That's not going to happen, dude. I will literally kick my fucking computer in. I can't hear that. Because you just want to get on your wife. Oh, my God, my wife. Nothing compares. I, I'm really into this right now. I'm, I'm feeling it like strongly. Listen to guess. some Radiohead, dude. You might fucking well, like it. I probably will. But you know what? Right now, I want some Sinead O'Connor. And you know what the people mm. are going to get? They're going to get a trailer for Beyond the Darkness. Why don't we go ahead and play that right now? Ladies and gentlemen, if you are easily frightened, we advise you not to watch this film. On the other hand, if you enjoy the violent emotions, this film for you. place than in your truck. Sometimes I could kill you, Iris. Just once. I want you to make love to me before I die. You mustn't speak like that. Death has no power to separate us. You swore you'd never come back into this room again. I want to stay here alone with my mother. Frank, your mother's dead. So is Anna. Police. 
talking about today yeah joe damato you ever heard joe damato you ever heard of him uh great uh tomato juice and great baseball player really DeMotto? you knew that 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 is like you can't joe damato was you like, can't find that shit on the internet you have to know joe yeah to know that so stuff, good dude. dude uh yeah okay joe damato you 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 think of the last name damato mm-hmm. you think gosh dang is the corpse collective doing another italian movie and to you, yes, I say we yes, we are. I yeah. say I say to you that. Got a problem with that? Because we no. do a lot. We got we do a lot of Italian stuff. I get it. I get it, people. I get it. This one was actually um, suggested by our lovely woman in the UK, Zoe. Oh, the Zozo. Yeah, I've I've never seen this. You know, and I'm a little bit ashamed that I've never seen this actually. Because uh-huh. I'll tell you what, man. I mean. As far as uh, Italian cinema, everybody knows who listens to the show that I love the Italian cinema probably more than it deserves. Okay? I love it more than it deserves Mm -hmm. to be loved. But I am shocked as shit that I have never seen this. The title of the movie we're going to be talking about today is Beyond the Darkness, or can I just say Buyo Omega? Buyo Omega. 1979. Okay, IMD gave this a 6.2. Like I said, it was uh, directed by Joe D'Amato as, okay, I'm going to read the name that he put on this movie, which is kind of a pseudonym and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Aristide Maseski. I don't know. Aristide Maseski. Aristide Maseski. I can't remember. Anyway, I, oh man, I can't okay. even remember. Okay, he actually, yeah. I, I, let's just call him Joe D'Amato. What do you say, dude? I say yeah. Joe D'Amato co-directed. Uh, Joe D'Amato co-directed the Devil's Wedding Night, which is actually something that we're going to be doing on the show coming up. Uh, he did a lot of Emmanuel movies. Have you ever seen any Emmanuel movies? Uh, my youth, yes, I saw plenty of those. They, when I finally yeah. found the hand to the penis, I went, it was to an HBO Emmanuel movie, and I went, oh my God. Chances are that Joe D'Amato was the dude who uh, co-directed, sorry, the director of one of those, Emmanuel in Bangkok, Emmanuel in America, Emmanuel around the world, Emmanuel and the Last Cannibals, and the Erotic Nights of Emmanuel. But, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, a couple of the movies that I that I. Totally, uh, think Joe, thank Joe Damato for making is Anthropophagus, which is which is uh, like the technical term for cannibal. You ever seen Anthropophagus? It's a, I have not. It's no. kind of a shitty movie, but it's got some real like solid parts in it that uh, kind of defined the the whole cannibal deal. He did uh, Porno Holocaust, Absurd, or Anthropophagus too. I need to watch that. He also did The Alcove. Uh, with Laura Gemser, who is black, Emmanuel. So, I mean, it's, it's not like this guy goes on, you know, it's not like he does, he, he knows what he's good at, right? And he just kind of right. sticks to it. You know, good for him, right? I mean, it, can you really blame the guy for wanting to do some softcore porn type no. of movies and stuff? like that? You can't blame him for wanting I to do I don't blame that. anyone for that. He has 200 directorial credits on IMDb. 
So the guy's busy. You know, most of those are kind of pornographic, you know, soft core type if of stuff. If I'm making movies, that's yeah. where I want to be. Well, I want to be in that category of soft core porn. Well, for sure. Well, dude, it's hot as shit, especially with Laura Gemser. If you're uh, if you've got your cameras and your crew and your 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 grips and your your actors <laughs> and, shit. and you're and you're out at the the, sure. the wooded area, no. I don't want to do that. I want to do the hey we're doing some nudie. Hey, you know, because if I'm going to be out here all night, right, and not, and I've got to wake up in the morning, uh-huh. I need nudity. <laughs> nudity, right? You know, what? and this movie actually kind of delivered on some of that. So, I mean, you're probably kind of happy for this. Uh, it was written by Ottavio Fabri, who did the screenplay, and Giacomo Guarini, who did the story. It started Kieran Carter as Frank Weiler. He was the blue-eyed devil who was the main character in this. Who, by the way, after this, guess what? He kind of the he kind of just went into porno after this. I could yeah, totally see that guy going into porno. He's kind of a sleazy mother after it. Uh, starred uh, Cynthia Mondriale is Anna and Elena Vocal. Uh, Francia, Fran. Okay, let's see. I'm gonna try this again. Franca Stoppi is Iris. Mm-hmm. Okay, the tight-lipped. Uh, Type Bund lady. Norman Bates hairdo kind of chick. Norman Bates? What do you do? You mean Norman Bates' mother type Norman of Norman Bates' mama. Yeah. And then I I wanted to mention one other character, Lucia Diala. Jan is the hitchhiker. The plus-size model who we yeah. get to see buck naked. Chopped into jelly rolls. <laughs> Ah, it's rude. Okay, so let me let me tell you something. I, 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 I'd never seen this movie before, but I'll tell you what. I put it in the DVD. The DVD screen, deliciously sleazy, man. Mm, yeah. I knew I was in for a good one. Uh, basically, this movie's about disturbed people doing disturbing things uh, because of love turned to obsession. I mean, there's really not... I mean, you can kind of put everything under that kind of umbrella, but, you know, let's go ahead and, uh, and, and you know talk about the plot a little bit. Uh, the film opens up with a tight bun and tight-lipped lady, Iris, mm. sitting at a table with an old lady. The old lady is sticking needles into a voodoo rag doll, man. And we don't know what's going on. We're just like, holy shit, why is this lady so mean? And why is she having this other older lady put some pins into a doll? Right. Spaguzzi. Yeah. Spaguzzi, she keeps saying. Spaguzzi, she's putting the pins in. Spaguzzi. You know what spaguzzi means in Italian? Uh, die blonde lady. Die blonde lady so I can let some dude suck on my titties. Yeah. For comfort. Uh, yeah, that's kind it's of fucking disgusting to look at you say that. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, okay, so basically, we learned that some beautiful lady at this time, she's sitting in the hospital, man. She's on her deathbed. Okay, and this is Frank's. I don't know if it's her fiance or boyfriend or what. Um, do me a favor, hmm. Frank. Who is this dying blonde beautiful woman? Her th- this lady is dying in a hospital bed. And then she, she, we, we get introduced to Frank, who is her boyfriend. Why don't you describe Frank for us, man? Uh, tall, tall, blonde, blue-eyed, good-looking, yeah, thin, slender, <laughs> sexy, yeah, for nineteen what seventy-ish, nine seventy-nine, yeah, seventy-nine, yeah, sure. Se- a sex pot, uh, probably would listen to BGS. You know, um, just a real good-looking dude. Yeah, dude. I'll tell you what, man. I mean, this guy is the guy. Yeah. I mean, this is who who 
mothers in 1979, okay, they saw a dude like Frank. They want their daughters marrying this guy. I mean, he's yeah. a pretty... But you know what? You know what people don't know? This guy's what? got some issues, okay? But we'll get into that in a minute, okay? So basically, Anna dies there on the... Uh, on the, you know, in the, in the, well, she has like a spell where it's like, oh, she's going to die because, right, right. because see the pins didn't work. Well, they worked, but they're slower, but they were, they're they really, like. they're really slow Sure, because she's got a nurse in there uh-huh. and her heart kind of goes beep, 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 beep. Beep, right. beep, 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 and she sure. comes back. Sure. But it's only when Frank comes in to give her some hot kisses. Well, you know what? She goes, beep, Frank's, thank you. She, Frank comes in. And if you were a lady in that situation, what would you be like? You'd be like, Frank, I want you to make love to me one more last time. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, Frank wasn't able to do that because she died too quick. Yeah, she died. But which is unfortunate. She was a pretty girl, you know, pretty girl there yeah, in her deathbed. She's not and, bad and stuff like that. I mean, right. that's, I mean, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, everyone's sad, right? Uh, but tell you what, let's do some catch up, okay? Let, let's catch up. I mean, we did this whole Frank thing and, and how handsome he is, and he wants to have sexual intercourse with a with a lady on her deathbed, but he doesn't because she's dead, which seems all legit, okay? But let's go ahead and uh, let's catch up, okay? Frank has inherited a beautiful Italian villa and is loaded as shit. Okay. Yeah. All because his parents died. Okay. And he's a taxidermist. I mean, maybe a little bit morbid, but I mean, a lot of nice young men are taxidermists. I mean, I can think of another one, Norman Bates. He was, he did some taxidermy and he was totally normal. Okay. Um, and uh, in the basement of his lavish home, he has all the equipment. I mean, he has a mortician's table where he can prep the bodies of the animals and the blood will filter down. He has a crematorium, uh, you know, where he can burn like the, like the guts of the animals. And he actually has a, uh, a uh, what do you call that, a baboon with a big red ass that he's... The very beginning of this movie starts out with him in his red van. Yeah, oh yeah. Pulls up to this like uh, completely destroyed looking weird warehouse kind of style thing. <laughs> they drag this box out, right? And they put it in his van. And he drives r- immediately, right away. He he drives right off, and then he takes it back to his house. I did not think in a million goddamn years <laughs> that a baboon was yeah, gonna plop out of that wild. box. It's wild as shit, man. I'm like. Oh, that's like a a baboon. Yeah. It's a baboon. It, well, it's not like a baboon. It is a baboon. Well, that's like uh, you know, hot topic talk. It's like it's like, <sighs> whoa, that's like a fucking baboon. Oh, my bad. Man. I never went to hot topic. They never had my size. But yeah, right out of that big old box, a giant hairy baboon comes. Oh, it's as wild as shit. He's just gotta he's just got to go ahead and do his thing, his taxidermy thing. But also the tight the tight bun, tight lip lady in the first scene that was hanging out with the old uh voodoo lady is Frank's family's housekeeper. She's been taking care of Frank since he was thirteen when his parents died. And uh I feel like before I go on a good conscience I can't go on without like defining take care of quote unquote. Yeah. When Frank gets depressed she offers up her teeth for some erotic lactation. Yeah. Okay. Suck on it, my young boy. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's comforting. Would you Would you not? Agree and with handy jays and everything. Well, she's, I was about to say when Frank gets stressed, she gives him a handy J. You know, and it's like, holy shit! Where was I when these when these uh, like ladies? All I can say about that. Housekeepers are being passed out. Man. All I can say about that 
is if I have help, if I'm Ricky Schroeder growing up in a <laughs> nice, rich house, sure. I want Handy J's and sucking tit. Well, erotic lactation. From my helpers. She, absolutely, well, of course you do. We also find out that she wanted Anna to die. Uh, the You know, the whole voodoo shit, because she wants to become the lady of the manor. Does this sound like it's getting weird so far? Well, we're not done yet, okay? Let's just let's just uh, let's just move on, okay? Uh, Frank is hurting way too much to let Anna just rest in peace. I mean, he he kind of becomes obsessed with her, uh, and he's like, you know what? I have some. Uh, he's kind of like uh, Liam Neeson and Taken. I have a set of talents that I'm gonna take care of. Oh, he's yeah. Uh, he's I like seen that, but he's like, but Liam Neeson's pretty. Yeah, he's. Pretty. I've seen Dark Man. So I, I, he's kind of the same way in that. Isn't yeah, he? sure. He's like, I have some talents. And his talent happens to be taxidermy. So he takes, he basically digs up Anna's body, stuffs her, and keeps her in his bed to have sex with her whenever he wants. I mean, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's, he will be able to still be with her in death. Maybe it's not all about sex. I mean, the sex, the, the, the necrophilia is only implied in this movie, okay? but Yeah, there was but, no, there was none of that. But he's happy to have her laying in bed, and he, you know, he just lays her up and gets her a nice, sweet little little spot there in the double beds. And he's like, sure. Well, and like, we're talking like. If I like, need you, I'll come calling on you, baby. Sure. Well, ha- let trust me, ask you me something. on that. Let me ask you something. Now, I'm, I'm asking you this. Yeah. Um, with necrophilia, okay, we understand that, like, usually when you're done having sex, the lady comes and takes care of business afterwards, cleans everything out. Do you think he did, or do you think, like, Iris took care of all the shit? Wait a minute. You lost me. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm just asking. With, with, with necrophilia, someone comes along to clean it out. Well, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I'm saying with normals, you know, the lady usually takes care of it. But, I mean, in necrophilia, do you th- in this situation, do you think Iris took care of it, or do you think Frank took care of it? Uh, man, you you spun a web. I of went to a dark place. I'm desires. Sorry. Uh, I would say that no, he probably doesn't do anything. I mean, if I'm going, do by you think this movie, he? I'm do you saying, think he like pornos it and pulls it out and jizzes all over her tits? Well, yeah, think we never that. even got that far. I'm but just saying, I would say, but I'm wondering what happens there. I'm I'm trying to figure out the logistics here. Come on, help me I out. I think that. Well, I think that. There's probably no cleaning going on. <laughs> if he's any kind of a guy at all, right. he doesn't like cleaning much yes, at all. Of course he doesn't. No dude likes it, right? So I would say that, you know... Uh, you know You're if, talking if, dead girl If type. Iris is worth her weight yes. in what she's like saying, hey, if her, man, if her bun is tightened, you go gonna... clean that. She oh. does a pretty good go- job of cleaning, right? Uh, sure she does. So it's like you clean that out. Anyways, I'll be that's back gross. Next I can't Tuesday. believe you brought that up, you pig. Anyway, a bunch of fun shit happens in this movie. As Frank's taking Anna's body home after he dug her up, he runs into this hitchhiker. The hitchhiker looks like Jennifer Gray from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, except for like thirty pounds heavier. Yeah, can, right. can you say that? I got uh, that. You know, she's kind of pretty, but you know, it's it's like oh, wow. she's like you want a weed smoke? You got to smoke this. It'll <laughs> take you into. You know, it's Thunderdown, like, Thunderdome. And it's like weird because it's like the first thing she says after she gets in Frank's car is like, hey, smoke this. She smokes and she passes out, man. She literally lights the dube. If you're smoking, if you're smoking a weed, weed yeah. sick. Yes. If you're smoking it. If you're, I, if, I don't know what that's like. If, but you're, yes. if you're puffing. Yeah, okay. Hypothetically. Says, Dude, smoke some of this. It'll take you to fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. 
Wouldn't that be fucking fantastic? Well, I don't you know. You took a big hit, and you were right there in, in Thunder- Thunderdome. With like Master uh, Blaster with Mel and Gibson and, like, and, uh, and what's her name with the hot legs and stuff? Tina Turner. Tina Turner? This is the greatest weed I've ever had. You know, the problem is, is maybe it took her there, but I had to take her there in her dreams because she fell asleep immediately yeah. almost. And it's funny because she's pulling out. It wasn't weed. It looked like like old pubic hair or some shit. It was weird looking. But you know what? I digress. As Look. opposed to fresh pubic hair on the Furbergs. Yeah. Well, you know, you know me. I love that shit. Uh, anyway, she falls asleep. Frank takes her there and into the garage and whatnot. I mean, it's it's kind of a whole deal. Frank's got this whole deal. He just has. I think he has luck on his side when it comes to that kind of shit. Um, and I'll tell you what, though, uh, Frank could have done anything that he wants to do to her. And Frank's the type of dude we learned that you don't want doing anything that he wants to do to you Mm-mm. uh but she's passed out frank is like you know what i got i got work to do he pulls that out of his body starts working on her and and this is in actually this movie there was a lot of rumors that they were using real cadavers like real dead bodies on this and this is i think the scene where they were doing it because Frank's like pull, pulling out Anna's body and he's like, I mean, he's cutting her up. He's taking out her guts. It was gnarly looking, man. It showed it. It showed the whole cutting in great detail. I mean, they, they, they don't even pull away from the action or anything like that. It even pulls the brains through the nose. Yeah. You know, it's like really wild. And as if that weren't enough, he pulls out her heart. And decides, you know what? I'm kind of hungry. I need a snack. Let's eat the mother effing heart. Yeah. Takes a little bite out of it. I think that was like added drama, like, whoa, okay, okay, he's got to be crazy. Right, right. But now, oh, he is really, really crazy. <laughs> well, it was wild, and it's like, you know, but but it, by this point, you're just like, man, Frank's a freak, man. I, I am not even shocked that he did that. He's working along, minding his own business. When Jennifer Gray, pre-nose job, Tubby, uh, discovers what's going on, they start fighting, man. And it's not just any struggle, but it is a sadistic beating okay i gotta stop you i gotta stop you for one minute just because okay she show so we got jennifer gray or whatever her name is kind of jelly roll she's asleep in the van (laughs) yeah she wakes up she comes in that baboon is hanging on a hook right in the room when she comes in yeah man every person on the planet has to look at the red ass of the baboon i i look and at it. she did she of course if you watch she's like <laughs> oh she's freaking out and she walks in the room and she yeah. looks back like yeah it's a big old red ass right there <laughs> and then she sees what's going on with yeah. him right mm-hmm. yes and then she screams and she runs out yeah she can't open the door no of course not and then she runs back and attacks him well what movie have you ever seen in your life where someone goes, oh, my God, crazy Frico is in this room. Right. I am i can't get the door open. I'm going to run right back in and attack him. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like that's the end of that. You there's know, no other movie on the planet that does that. There's a couple of weird parts there, though, because, I mean, she goes back in and, like, uh, Frank is still working on Anna. And he, you know, and it's cut up and it's pretty brutal, dude. But he notices Jennifer, Tubby Jennifer Gray. Yeah. He looks over there. Jennifer Gray starts backing up, and uh, the whole time Frank's been putting these guts into a bucket, and all of a sudden the bucket's in the middle of the room, oh. and Jennifer Gray 
like trips over it. It's like, I don't know how it got in the middle of the room instead of right by, you know, where this is going on. I'm not saying I right. noticed that, but she trips over it. And man, Frank is a sadistic mother effer, man. I mean, he's yeah. got these tools. He's, he's clipping off the tips of her fingers. He's and pulling her fingernails out. Like, I'll like teach real. you. Yeah, man, it's pretty Fat wicked. girl. You know, you know I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open myself up here. Oh, God. All right. I didn't think she was that bad, man. Because, I mean, you saw her full frontal and stuff. I mean, it was like, ooh, that's different, but it's kind of nice, man. She was, she was, she's okay. I'm just saying. I mean, Pulling she does have a little bit of meat. Well, yeah, that was I mean, that's disgusting. All, but... That's all wicked and stuff. And, you know, I mean, the struggling says we got all that whole thing. Frank just got a bunch of medieval torture devices on hand. Uh, but I'll tell you what, he's got to get rid of the body and how he does it. How does he do it, dude? With the help of Iris. Yeah. She comes in. <laughs> we, they, they got that, that nice big bathroom. Yeah, they cut her up, man, and they and they start dissolving her in acid in the tub. What do you call those, like, jugs that he had the acid in? I don't they know. almost look like, uh, you know, where they got the the spindle weave, like, weave basket oh, around right, the right, bottle right, right, itself. Right. I want to say Kahlua. Kind of bottles, well, I, I you know, don't but know. they're like giant Kahlua bottles right. full of acid. They're dumping the 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 tub, right. and Iris is gonna chop her in. But I'll bits. tell you what, Iris is pretty understanding. I mean, she's like, Frank, are you sad? You need to get rid of a body. Let's go ahead and yeah. dissolve this and whatever. But I'll tell you what, Iris is great because after this, Frank is down to the dumps, and Iris is like, you know, how can I make you feel better? Hand job, hand job. There you go. How about Iris eating? After that, where he's just oh, like, I can't believe what we just did. And she was going, oh, I'm eating oh. some some potato and cabbage soup, and it, I can't keep it in my mouth. And he was looking at her going, oh, my God, you're so disgusting. Yeah, that was I disgusting. just killed, like, fucking baboons, everything else, and you're disgusting because you're eating, like, beef stew. Right, right. And... No, I hear you, man. I'm right with you. I don't know what's going it's on. It's disgusting. There. All I know is, is even if a woman doesn't have nice table manners, I'd I'd let her give me a handy, well, a handy yeah, J. Yeah. Okay. Of course you would. You would be like, He's just like, oh my god, what do we do? <laughs> well, Let's do weird. it again. Anyway, uh, you know, oh man, what did I do just there? I I messed with my iPad no. there, and there goes my notes. Anyway, Frank's finished, you know, finishes working on Anna and puts her preserved body in the dead. And did you know that Frank's into fitness? I mean, he's really into fitness. Uh, we know this because he decides to go for a jog. Okay, he looks like a jogger. Yeah, he yeah, does. I mean, he looks like a guy that that keeps himself well, he's, together. Well. He's pretty into shape, and he went into porn. And those guys, man, they got to keep in shape. You don't want to see a pot belly with the big dick. You know, you don't want to see that shit. What, Ron Jeremy? Well, yeah, but Ron Jeremy was kind of a legacy at that point. By the time he had a pot belly. You can do what you want. No, okay, all right. Well, uh, he finds this hot chick jogging in front of him. He catches up. She rolls her ankle, takes her back to the house to fix her up. But you know what? I'll tell you what. Frank is such a ladies' man. He is in bed with her within an hour. But I'll tell you what. You know who else is in bed with him? Anna. Yeah. Taxidermed Anna. Okay, and he's like, oh, I'm doing this chick. Obviously, thing. he does not care about the act of sex itself. Because he, he goes, hey, let's do this. No, sure. And she's right there in bed next to him in the double bed, like the Lucille Ball double bed. <laughs> yeah, like they, they, you have to scoot them together and shit. And there she is in her full glory laying there in the bed. Right. Well, he even pulls it out. I mean, she was covered by a blanket, but he's like, I'm doing this chick, but I can't get off till I see my Anna who's Yay. dead. 
you know what? But the th- problem is, is the jogger looks over and sees Anne and starts freaking out. So he Frank does what any normal, sane human being would do. He takes a big bite out of her neck and starts chewing and then kills her. Right. Right? And yeah. then he yeah. takes her. And between him and Iris go ahead and have to deal with this body as well, but they just put her in the kiln. I mean, they, they kind of just burn her up and whatnot, which leads me to, to ask you a question. Okay. Now, okay, so they have this big kiln, and they got rid of the jogger in the kiln. You know, they just burned her ass up, right? Right. Why didn't they just do that to fat Jennifer Gray? Well, that's a good point, but yeah. uh, maybe I mean, they're cool into scene, but come on. maybe they're into different ideas. Maybe which all leads I'm into is, a later scene. It does indeed. All I'm saying though is this: okay, if you have a giant oven that you can burn bodies in, burn that, them all. That would that would be my go-to method of discarding bodies. Okay? Sure, but, would, but if you are a serious serial killer type or course. murderer sure. of types, sure. You know, I can work it up, man. Let's, <laughs> get, right. let's let's try some different things. My let's, bad, uh, maybe I'm just not being imaginative enough. You know, and I mean, you've got plenty of land as a rich. That's orphan. true. That's true. Man, you've got I everything. Bury the ladies everywhere, man. You can't <laughs> find nothing. <laughs> Iris is out there, like, yeah, I'll I'll bury a hole, man. Right. I'll, I'll put her in a hole. Right, 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 dude. Sounds like why not? Why not work it up? Nah, dude. You're... When you're that rich as an orphan, you go. You know what? No law can hold me. I'm in my own little plethora. I'm I'm in my pleasure palace. That's with a good my point. land. That's a good so point. I can do what I want. Uh, you know what, dude? You have opened my eyes to this because I thought it was a little bit silly that they went with the whole acid thing. But you know, you're right, man. Why not mix it up a bit? Keep life. Enjoyable. I'll tell you right now. If I'm gonna kill somebody, yeah, I would totally go the acid. That is uh, going that's... to destroy. Even over bone, because you can go DNA oh, through yeah. bone segments. I'm going acid all. And the also, the acid brought up some like really gross, like human soup shit. Oh, it was yeah. gross I'm, as I'm balls. Acid all the way. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm. I'm just like, let's get rid of this shit. Let's throw it in the kiln. Man, you turn see. it into liquid sauce and bury it out <laughs> in the dirt like Iris did. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, okay. All right, man. Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with you because you know you may just be onto something there. I, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you you're wrong, okay? That's citric acid. <laughs> what is it? Serphilic acid uh, or whatever? Yeah, well, I, it's uh yeah, it's not Priscilla citric acid, acid though, because that is the way to go. Because <laughs> they're not like squeezing a bunch of oranges and lemons and shit in there. But anyway, well, let's let's move on. Uh, so basically he kills the uh the, the jogger, we've got the cops coming in trying to figure out what's going on. We get a whole thing where Iris proclaims her love for Frank, and Frank decides that, you know what, since you've been helping me so much, you can get married. Iris's family's coming in. They all have unibrows and shit like that, and, and he's freaking out because of the family deal. Uh, you know, as long as, as Iris is, is okay with the strange behavior, and obviously she is okay with that behavior. Right. Whoa. Because... Uh, you know, I mean, obviously that's just what's been going on this whole time. Uh, you know, we, we, we have a bunch of stuff going on. So they're planning on getting married. Uh, we get cops coming to investigate, investigate the disappearance of the jogger. We get Anna's twin in the whole movie. Can I just say is batshit crazy? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to give too much away. I mean, there's a lot going on in this movie. I don't know how deep the plot is, but there's just a lot of weird shit going on, man. This is one of those movies I would have liked to seen with the lore lore in 
in, at the freak end. Oh, yeah, really? On the big screen. Oh, sure. This was one of those movies I was yeah. like, I would have enjoyed the shit out of this <laughs> a hell of a lot. Sure. Dude, all I'm saying is, first of all, the 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 DVD that we watched was a Media Blaster shitty DVD intro. Uh, you know, and they've got like the whole CDs flying through space and all that stuff. And I'll tell you, Media Blasters is kind of a, to me, it's kind of a, it almost throws me back to the the old VHS days, like the like the like the Vidmark video or all that stuff. Where you know, I realize that that Media Blasters is all DVD, but it has that old cheesy intro. Yeah. So you got that, and you got the intro with like the naked lady, you know, like with her arm up to the castle and stuff like that. Right. So, so I mean, I knew I was in for a good mother effing movie with this one, man. Yeah, this is this is pretty solid. You know, and I mean. Uh, you know, what's funny is I know that Media Blasters has actually changed that because uh, Creep Creeperson's uh, Brides of Sodom is on Media Blasters. And I watched that, and they, they've redone the whole intro for that. It's a little bit disappointing. I mean, I, you know, you know the trauma. You know when you watch a trauma, like a uh, uh, movie, you got the da-da-da, you know, you have a Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, that's a classic shit. Media Blasters updated their stuff. I'm a little bit disappointed, but, you know, I guess it's going to happen. But, um... Let's see. A couple of things I want to say about this this movie. The controversy uh, was all around this movie. They thought that they were using real bodies in some of the post mortem carve. Sorry, post mortem carving scenes, uh, but it wasn't really a huge part of the of, of this uh, movie or anything like that. But I mean, no, it was it a was, little bit of- uh, maybe. 15 seconds. But I'll tell you what, man. It, it did. I see what they what they mean, though. When oh, he's yeah. carving up a hand and stuff like that, I'm like, holy shit. It's, it's all about that scalpel and the skin opening exactly. up. Exactly. And the meat and, and the layers. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's, that's pretty but, gross. But let me ask you something, dude. This is the that's first time gross. I've seen this movie. I assume this is the first time you've seen this movie. What did yeah. you think? It is not bad. Oh yeah, I I was thinking to myself, man, the zombie freaking city of the living dead. I would have enjoyed the Absolutely, shit out of watching this dude. on the big screen. Absolutely, it's it's not a bad movie. I would say it's uh, absolutely high rent. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I, I I don't know that I could go buy because it just was like, eh, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. I, there was plenty of gags in there, like with course. the baboon sure. bo- rolling out of the box and sure. shit. And I was like. Surprise! Oh, I didn't think that was coming. <clears throat> but yeah. it was slow in spots, and Dude. and it didn't really have a lot of things to offer. But I I give it a high rent. For Here's sure. the thing: this movie, first of all, I had the goblins doing the uh, the soundtrack, which is a very famous Italian uh, band who did a lot of like I mean, they even did Dawn of the Dead, a lot of movies that were you know uh, from from Italy. Like they, I think they did Demons. Uh, you know, in, in a lot of Italian stuff, they did this, and there's some really cool music in this. I think it was kind of repetitive, actually. Um, this movie had, I mean, it was just like there was a lot of Italian tropes in this, especially from the time 1979 and whatnot. But I'll tell you what, man, this movie is right up my alley, man. This is the type of stuff that I love so GD much. Yeah, you know, I mean, it had the silliness, it had just the the exploitative, gratuitous nudity and have the exploitative, gratuitous... I would not know... I would not say gratuitous nudity. 
there was it, well, there, there wasn't, wasn't a lot. There of wasn't a ton, in but in it, it was like, well, we didn't need to see that, but guess what? We still did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and that's what I mean by I mean there, there it wasn't like an erotic type of movie. Not slasher or erotic nudity. Well, it, it wasn't was like like, like you know the old Italian giallos and stuff like that. It wasn't. It didn't have that level of nudity. But it was just very exploitative. I mean, they they had, it had cannibalism, it had necrophilia. There were two psychopaths with Iris and Frank in this man. Yeah, you know, and they were just doing shitty things. And it's like there was no real good guy in this. I mean, even the cops were kind of sketchy and whatnot. But it's and like, Frank was pretty awesome as an actor. I mean, well, he was, I, yeah, I was he was like, amazing. I, he sold me on the part, and well, sure Iris did too. Well, you know, it's like, oh, you're you're a nasty bitch that wants to bang him and, you know, or whatever. Sure. Whatever your deal is. It was just bizarre, though, didn't you think? I mean, this was just kind of everybody in this is like I couldn't relate to one character in this because they were all so bizarre. But I freaking loved it. Yeah, I I kind of uh, (laughs) I kind of kind of related to the uh, big fat hippie chick. Well, yeah, she was like sitting back (laughs) in that chair like. Smoke some of this sweet pie, and you're gonna fucking fly off, pal. And, well, I, you know what? I would not wish you to fall asleep and get uh, totally sadistically killed. And uh, I wouldn't want to see your front hey, burgers. I guess is what I'm saying. It, you know, at the end of the day, she asked for it because she <laughs> could have found another way out, but she ran back to scratch his eyes out. Well, the thing is, is Frank's. You know, Frank wasn't a huge dude, and you know, I think she had thought she had a chance. I think she could have. You know, yeah, I, I think. You know? But you always run for the door. Okay, you don't right. run for the killer. I don't know, man. I thought that I thought the agora was really good from the cutting table, uh, you know, to cutting up her body and dissolving it in acid. It was just so gross. You know, what I mean. Uh, but the the thing is, is just like all other Italian movies, there were parts that didn't make sense. Um, and I won't give it away, but the very end, oh my gosh, it didn't make any sense at all. Like the last 10 seconds. It's like, right. holy shit, did they just really do that? Whatever. Um, and the thing is, is uh, uh, I, I don't know. I thought the whole movie was pretty gratuitous. Uh, you know, this and that and the new and you know, the dead nudity and stuff like that. It's funny though because it seemed like almost oh they showed some taste when it came to the necrophilia because they just kind of implied that. But everything else was uh, kind of revolt revolting. Sure. You know, sure. It, was, it was pretty bad. And I I you know what the thing is There is, wasn't any touching moments between I mean like sexual no, moments no. with Frank and his sure. dead bride. Right. Well, I mean there 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 could have been. They could have put that in there, but they didn't, you know, especially yeah, there, wasn't. Was right. there wasn't. You know, it's funny because I thought to myself as I'm watching this, I'm like, you know, this wasn't really scary, you know, but and there wasn't really any monsters and there wasn't any jump scares or something like that, but there was a lot of things it was just revolting, man. And I think that, you know, and I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, you know, horror, a lot of horror is just kind of showing the revolting side of human beings, I guess. You know, and I mean, I don't know if there's any real Franks in the world, but, you know, I mean, this was, I, I think that this whole movie between Iris and Frank and everybody else, this whole movie was just revolting. Everybody was terrible, man. They were a bunch of pieces of shit human beings. Well, but maybe they were just in their own element. They were in their world, and they're like, this is the way I, I was 13 no, years old. Maybe, but Iris has raised me, and he was, maybe he was digging up bones, and he was I, doing weird You know, that's stuff. a good point. I blame Iris on all this, you know, because he probably could have turned out to be a good boy. You don't pop your tit out and say, hey, here's mama's milk. 
if things are normal. <laughs> Good point, man. Hey, you need a handy J after all this shit we've been through? Right. Here you go. You know, and it's funny because it's, maybe that's a good point. Maybe Frank would have been totally normal if his parents had lived. But you know what? Iris has been exploiting him for so long. Yeah. So he turned out you to be a piece know. of shit. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, I'll tell you what, man. Um, like I said, I mean, this is basically about a depraved rich boy not giving a shit about anybody but himself and doing what suits him. Uh, but, but, but. As you're watching this, though, D'Amato did, uh, he directed and did the cinematography. I thought this movie looked great, man. I thought oh, it did. It was beautiful, the jogging scenes, the whole, like, you know, the, the home and all that stuff. It looked great, man. Yeah, I mean, I love this movie as far as it looked. Um, I'm ashamed that I've never seen it, man. Uh, it was sleazy, tons of gore, nudity, just craziness. Uh, but that's it. I think it makes a great movie. You gave it a high rent. I, after you say a lot of tons of nudity, well, I mean, like, gore and yeah. and I, I'm going, I'm going mid rent. Really, it, it is mid rent. I'm but, giving it but, a buy, man. I, but I'm just saying that you're you're laying on the the, the gore and the nudity and all that. And sure, I just there was not that it was not there. Well, Maybe it was implied. Well, but the, it was not like you, uh, well, your regular here gore and. It Blood wasn't the regular nudity. gore. It was he pulled out guts. He put it. He pulled out guts That's, from a dead body. You saw dead I body you nudity. He pulled out guts from a dead body. Put it in the thing. I think it was all there. I mean, you know, and I'm not going to shit on you and tell you that you're wrong or anything like that because it was different. I mean, this was presented. You know, yeah, the, the gore I, and the nudity was different. I go. I I do go high. To mid rent, okay. I'm going to give this a buy. I loved this movie, man. I loved watching this. In fact, I'm ashamed I've never seen this before. Um, also, I realized that I need an iris, or kind of like a sexual favor machine, you know, you know, and, and, and who will clean up any shit I do if I if I accidentally oh shit, you know, look especially at this mess if I you made. can just go go clean that up. Yeah, exactly. I, I I'm did this watch, shitty uh, thing. TV. You I, go clean that up. You know what? And it's dirty and she will do it, man. And and that's what she was all about. I need an iris. Could can we all agree that we need an iris? Okay? I think I think we're all okay. Iris, where are you in yeah, our lives? Yeah, exactly. It's like I used to need someone who I think I we all have an iris. It, but whatever. Um, up our shit. I yeah. I love this movie, man. I thought it was great. I, I'm going to give this a buy. I, I did love it. I I am unashamed. I thought this movie was great. It was Italian. It was crazy. It was dubbed. It had the great style. It was just psychopath. It was basically depraved people doing depraved things, man. I, I thought mean, it was fantastic. The first three minutes of the movie. Yeah. You have a guy driving in a red van, pick up a big box. And then when he dropped that big baboon out of it, I went, that's fantastic. <laughs> the rest of it kind of went downhill. Oh, there. okay. I, I, I don't know. Well, okay. High rent. I, I would say go ahead and buy this movie, but. It's worth watching. I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, go check it out. Figure it out for yourself. But, man, I thought it was great, man. And I'll tell you what, Joe D'Amato, to me, that name means Italian sleaze horror incarnate. I mean, that guy's the man. When it comes to that kind of stuff. Plus, Goblin, are you shitting me? Goblin did the soundtrack? Hey, all you can do is watch something and go, uh, yes or no or maybe so. Well, sure. I mean, I'm not I'm not sitting here. We, I mean, hey, it's I'm opinions, just, right? I'm just Joe Blow. You, same here, dude. So same I just here. go, 
That was appealing to my sensory screens <laughs> or not. You know what I think what happened is that you kind of blew your load, if you know what I mean, early on. And so like you with didn't, the baboon ass. Yeah, you so the baboon. I saw the baboon the come boom, out of the box. The baboon hat. ass comes out and you're done. You're I said, done. Damn. And you're like, so you have a clear mind the rest of the movie, whereas I was like, Oh my god. I said, I'm, damn. I'm still said, on fire. I, I was like, What's in that box? And they said, What's in the box? It's a baboon in the box. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Oh, dude, that's what it's I all thought about. he was going to do more with the baboons. Like, man, we got some serious. <laughs> How badass would that be if the baboons, he injected them with the shit, and they got up and went. That would have been a mother effing badass movie. That would have been the mother of tears, because that's what happens in that movie that you've Congo. never seen. Probably. Oh, yeah, Congo. By the way, Bruce Campbell starred in Congo. Could we just say that right now? But. Uh, you fuzzy no-nose ape. That was evolution. I am screwing up all my movies here. But there you go. That's that's our take on uh, on Beyond the Darkness, man. I freaking love that movie, man. I'm ashamed that I've never seen that movie before. You're, as, you're absolutely I'm ashamed. You're ashamed in your I life. I am. I don't know what I've been doing you're with my life. You're absolutely ashamed you haven't seen that I don't, movie. I, why, why have I... What have I, There's nothing that I've been doing in my life that has been as good... And as, as productive watching as watching that movie. Oh, my God. So there you go. Go ahead and buy it or barely rent it if you like Shane. But anyway, that's all we got. No, for high rent it. Oh, high rent. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, we got high, it. High to mid rent. Okay, so we're there. Yeah, people. We're there. It's worth a watch is what we're both saying. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, all right, man. So here we go. The question of the episode recap. Uh, and we're going to be doing some top three lists for the, you know, maybe for a couple of weeks here. Uh, the hot, the three hottest vampires in horror films. Call it in. The mm. bone phone is 385-351-9273. That is 385-351-9273. We appreciate you guys listening to us and calling in. Please. The hottest, the hottest three, the three vampire hottest vampires. ladies yes. that I like in the movies. Yes. It's going to be a tough one. That's going to be tough because I'm. Gonna you have might to, have to. You might have to actually ask your uh, nether regions. About I that. might have to research that. Oh, because I do not want to leave <laughs> any stone unturned. Oh, that was disgusting, you pig! Now I know what you meant by that. But anyways, other than that, I guess we will catch you guys later. See ya. How many people do I have to kill?